to episode 236 of the F Reality Podcast. Before we kick off today's show, a massive thank you to both Adam and Jose for covering the host spot hot seat in the last two episodes. They did a stellar job, so thank you both. I thought you both flew the nest. And it's been a whirlwind for me from Connect in California until now. <clears throat> Holy cow. It's really been a storm. Uh, for today's podcast, here are some tasty teasers. Three Quest 3s slipped into the hands of Adam, Jose, and Zim these past two weeks. Let's hear a bit about that later on in the show. With a bit of duct tape and a pair of Kindles, you can make your own e-reader for your face. Or else you can take our advice, save yourself from sticky finger time. Uh, Mr. Zim here cosplayed Reservoir Dogs with some first-person ear-slicing action and checked out the new MIB-issued AI sunglasses from Meta. And flying demons sunk the Titanic. We've got proof! We found that together while plundering in Horizon Worlds. Uh, to finish this delicate surgery, Dr. Jose Tortuga de la Corazon will be sewing up our wounds with some tetanus-inducing titles before sending us back to the ward. So given we've had a bit of fun in the sun and come to bring you as a tanned band from VR land, let's bring in the camera crew and get this crew's family jewels exposed. First up, give us a purr and a swatch of your whiskers for good luck. This refined gentleman is more bush than Bear Grylls, has a smile like a naughty cat, and when it's time for VR HUDs, he ain't got no time for that. He's always busy automating and updating, underlining, and transmogrifying data. This science professional brings measurement and hypothesis to our lives. They used to call this guy, this man, the rowdy guy. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a busy week. You know, temperature here is dropping a little bit, so... It's it's it's. I think we're already having our first snow next week, which is a surprise to me, coming from a oh, you know a country where we barely see any snow. So that's a, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, you know, the first winter that we have over here in the West, uh, it's going to be a rough one, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I I hope I'm prepared. Uh, I do like winters in general, so maybe I won't like this winter. Don't know that yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, now I've, I've been great. Uh, this week I had the opportunity to go and visit some horror houses. Oop. And I know what you're all thinking. I know horror. what you're all thinking. Wait, wait, horror? Horror. Horror. Yeah, horror? Horror. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very clear. How do you, what is, is that a... Well, well, I mean, am, am I making... Are you guys making about horror There's houses. two different kinds one, of houses, Adam. but... Um. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, I mean, those ones I only visit on the weekends. But like, uh, <laughs> um, I know what you all think it was in, in VR, but uh, I actually went with my wife as well to an actual one uh, this week. Oh. And I have to say, uh, I think virtual reality has kind of made me immune to these kind of things because I was like oh. laughing the whole way through because I was like, this ain't scary. You know, like I don't have an actual no thing trying to grab me or stab me or like anything happened like that like it was just like someone who like jumped in front of me and that was it um it was fun though you know i had a, i had a lot of good fun but i do feel like you know i've been a little bit i don't know desensitized um can't touch i actually me. can't touch me <laughs> for some reason <laughs> for some reason i managed to scare more people in the horror house <laughs> Were you dressed they up? Managed to scare me. No, I was just myself. <laughs> but I, I like came around yeah, the corner fair. and they didn't expect me to be there or something. 
And like it happened like three or four times. I was like, and it was really funny because it was like a girl. She was like completely dressed up as like you know like you know the, the black sleek hair, like the white faces and that. And she was like, ah! And I was like, oh. <laughs> Kind of funny uh, that that wait, wait, wait. Other patrons or people who were meant to scare you? People who were meant to scare me. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Like, that this was is your funny. job. Do it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming to take your job. No. <laughs> I guess they got to be. They got to be a little bit sensitive, right? It's 2023 after all, so. Can't push people's boundaries too much these days. Whereas back well, in the we, day, we, you could have a running chainsaw, like right in the whorehouse. Yeah, but, well, we we did the because normally it was like they had like it was like in a field, like a giant field. They built like a maze there, and ooh, you had to like creepy. go through the maze and stuff. Um, but they had like you know different nights, and we went to the adult only night. So I was hoping to see like some sexy zombies and stuff like that. But apparently, it was just scary. Just alcohol, uh, right? Disappointing. <laughs> It's alcohol, yeah. Sexy zombies, half-naked yeah, zombies coming at zombies. you. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw a llama. You know, I texted you, Sim. You know, oh. it was the llama there as well. It was a, oh, right. In a field with llamas and kangaroos and stuff I like figured that, that was so. just a Google search image. I didn't know that was no, a live no, llama. It no, was, it was real. Maybe I should have pet it, like stand next to it. But, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Selfie maybe, with the llama next time. Not a good that would have gone well. Yeah, they do. They do spit, I think. They, yeah, um, they do. They do. Not the friendliest. Well, that is not... That's as, a, as a show of affection. As a show of affection, they spit at you. That's uh, that's lovely. Um, okay, then. So on to our next. Well, you know, some women focus on children and the upbringing of our youth. Some choose animal activism, anti-fur, and purveyors of truth. This loud lady chose to be a professional pig slayer, butcher's knife in hand. And I can confirm that Porky Pig and all his little piglets are sizzling bacon in this lass's kitchen. Sharpening knives and skydiving off historic... Sinking ships at the weekend for kicks. She's an adrenaline junkie with a thing for kinky tentacles. You must squeal for her, mere underlings. It's our favorite community champion and queen of the pigs. It's Adam Bombati. Yay! <laughs> I never know if I should embrace the introduction or... Queen of the pigs! By. Yay! <laughs> Uh, but I, I'll try not to spoil too much for later topics. So maybe um, I have been in VR a lot lately, obviously. Ooh. Quest 3, fun stuff. Um, but specifically, I've been messing around with a lot of mixed reality stuff. And I did want to give a shout out to a game that I kind of wrote off as like uh, another zombie wave shooter. But and that's um, The Cabin. Uh, home Invasion. It's, it's a long name. I'm sorry. It's The Cabin. What is it? <laughs> My brain is blanking, but it's it's the cabin. And then anyway, they have a mixed reality update uh, coming out on Wednesday. That's called Home Invasion. And out of the, I don't know, I tried like 10 or so mixed reality experiences. Um, Aspire 2 also being a good one. So I want to make sure that Drop Dead the Cabin. Thank you. Yes, my brain was blanking. Um, out of all of them, I really enjoyed Drop Dead the, ca- Drop Dead the Cabin. Home invasion, reality update. You've got it. You've got it. Um, Why? Because specifically, um, something they do something really special with the space settings that Meta has. So if you label your doors, your windows properly, um, tables and furniture, it utilizes them really well. Because the zombies will actually, like in my living room example, um, they would actually come out of the window, and I have a 
I have a couch right underneath it. They would stand on the couch and then come down, drop down a further level onto ground level. So just little things like that made it so cool. Uh. And obviously um, <laughs> you want to prevent them from actually being able to get in most of the time. So I had three doors and I think four windows in my particular setup. So I was just constantly like looking back and forth and pretty much panicking most of the time. But it was really cool. And even to they um, they'll put like um, there's a beacon that you have to call and that starts your countdown timer until you're rescued, basically. Mm. Uh, and if the so you're looking outside, outside of your windows is the virtual world, and zombies can hit the beacon, so you have to try to prevent them from doing that. But if they hit it too much, it resets, and you got to do the stupid button thing again. But anyway, the stupid button thing, if you set your furniture properly, is on one of your tables. Like it, well, I I labeled my freezer as a table, so don't you know, whatever. But I, it it uses your furniture provided you label it properly and your doors walls really well like it's so cool to be like yeah that zombie's coming out of my actual window or they're you know banging on my actual door and i don't know they did it so well so for, i know a lot of people talk about uh, zombie wave shooters being kind of boring but i really really liked it in mixed reality I, and i sucked at it I, I'm, i've been trying it beginner and i still haven't made it out alive yet uh <laughs> so it's, it's difficult but Having a tough really game fun. is really nice. And you're not the first person to say it's a really high-hitting title or heavy-hitting title. Um, one thing I just wanted to explain for people who may not be familiar yet with the kind of asset tagging that you do when you set up a mixed reality space. And this is tying into a vision that I remember <laughs> being there. I think you were probably in the room with me at the time, I'm thinking, Rowdy. Uh, but when Zuckerberg basically went on stage and he's like, you know, we're going to map inside your home and know <laughs> what your floor is, what your couch is what your freezer is um this is actually getting users to asset tag and categorize what's a table what's a lamp what's a plant i, I still mm -hmm. don't know i don't have any plants in my my space to do this but we are we are basically helping evolve their model so they can better understand our homes um yeah, and actually, with all that user um, you know input data uh, that's got to be a helping hand i would think to yeah. the evolution of that system so actually they've, they've already kind of done that because um, they released i would say like two three months ago they released their model uh, mm. which is called sam uh segment anything model uh, mm. i think it was called uh, which was a new model from ai for, from meta ai that uh, basically uh, allows you to segment in any image um specific characteristics and then it would say okay this is a dog this is a cat this is a horse this is a lamp this is a table this is a there's a maybe i can i can look it up and like show some people how it looks like because oh. it, it, it looks really cool because it's very interactive uh, so it allows you to actually like uh look up specific things uh, i found the website here but yeah, oh, see if I not can. to go into too many questy yeah. things but i think that's specifically why i really liked liked it um, yeah especially mixed reality i because if i didn't label those things like i guess it'd still be cool but the fact that you can actually see things reacting to falling on top of your furniture or certain games will put like decorative stuff on your tables. It's really cool. It makes it feel more yeah. like these things are actually in your space. And I can't wait to like, I just want to decorate now. Like I want it in my home. I know they're, they're mentioned augments and stuff, but I want it now. Now that I've seen what it could be, give it to me. I, do, I need more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But there's some really cool things as you, I mean, you guys can see the, the stream here as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so you have like, for example, on the left, there's like a, a picture with like a, a frog on a turtle with a with a snail on his head. And it allows you to like, you know, actually segment specific parts of that image. 
uh, it has like a skyline where the individual buildings are like segmented out and uh, colored in like you did, so like a color overlay map. And then even with pictures where people are wearing, for example, a specific jacket on a, on a mannequin, like those different parts can be segmented out. So you have the mannequin that is segmented out, but also the jacket on the mannequin that is uh, segmented out. And they're even showing a little bit of like mixed reality. Uh, where they're showing like segmentation oh. and some games being played and like the distance that you have to those specific objects. So there's like a lot of stuff that they're doing, you know, and I'm sure that they're using uh, their 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 meta devices for that as well. Uh, and it's um, this is also an important term here. So it's zero shot generalization, which means that it, like without any training, it is already able to understand like specific, like you say here, unfamiliar objects and images without requiring additional tra- training. So that's what that zero, zero shot generalization uh, uh, refers to. Even I, have a little trailer. I think I showed this before at a, at a thing as well, where you can have like different part of this image uh, segmented out, sky. <laughs> and, These uh, dogs are lovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really cool though. That's um That's really great technology i'm glad you mentioned it and also the zero shot piece because i only just heard that term for the first time i think at fiverr's here in toronto um but the right. idea that basically yeah once once the model's good enough and it can get it at the first pass it's like that's just such a cool concept um but the fact yeah. that they're they're really coming at it then from they're they're kind of i'll, I'll say they're there right uh to some extent with this model and they're and they're there enough that they're willing to publicly release this um information and is that is that open are you able to actually leverage that system uh, i mean it's it's definitely you can use it i just don't know if it's like you know if it has a commercial license or any mm. of those kind of things also for you know specific purposes because i work a lot on segmentation but then it's image you know medical imaging segmentation yeah. they're not going to be using these kind of models there because you don't typically want zero shot generalization you want something yeah. that's specifically fine-tuned for this this purpose i'm not saying you can't use a model like this I'm just not aware of them already using these kind of things because this is more you know, general segmentation while with specific segmentation is still a little bit different. Okay. And Roddy, what's your, what's your take on that? I, I know we've gone on this fun little tangent <laughs> off the side, but um, what, what's your take on the model today? So Quest 3, right, is asking users to set up their spatial setup. And like Adam, I, I want to decorate my house. I thought this was like, this was the so first cool. thing that was obvious to me once you touched MR is like, Okay, I can have candles on my my bedside table, right? Playing a Demio game on the bed yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like, and and that's this is just the very very beginning. It feels like DK one, DK two days all over again, mm-hmm. and that's really. And so some people are like, "Oh, MR, it's all tech demos." But I'm like, that's what fucking got me into VR, <laughs> ladies yeah. and gents. Yeah. Like it was I, it was the cool short little fucking awesome things that blew your Tuscany, mind, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I will say I hated Tuscany, but yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> gonna sound really dramatic, but I I've been having so much fun just playing with all that mixed reality stuff. It almost yeah. feels like when I first got into VR for the first time, yeah. just being able to play and experiment, and I'm like, this is really cool, and I can't wait to see what other stuff we're gonna come up with down the line. Like, I don't know. It is the thing is this is a technology gold rush, right? For software developers, I mean, you see it for content creators, and they're like, "I'm going to take this to a cafe. I'm going to take this on a roller coaster." I, I get that, right? That's from a content creation being able to be in first person mode, just like when GoPros launched. Like you see them everywhere. People will be skateboarding, you know, skiing, and all kinds of stuff. And we'll talk a bit more about that technology and the new products a bit later on. Um, but from a dev perspective, like. Any dev who did yet wake up to the fact that mixed reality was coming, like 
feck, it's here, right? And mm -hmm. like, Adam, I can see it in your eyes. You got the sparkle. It's the Pokemon Go sparkle of like, if you can hit an ace idea right now and it's incredible, you can become a big name product that takes over people's lives. And the fact that now it's interleaved with our own existence, our own reality, this mixed reality, it's it's a, it's very cool. It's very captivating. Almost better than VR was. VR is, takes you to a different place. This is like, I can show you another world in your own world, and and that's pretty awesome. If you're a, if you're a triple A gamer, you're gonna wait, right? You gotta wait because that stuff isn't out. It's not here yet. But devs, man, they're ready. They're diving in, and it's gonna be a busy few years for them for sure. So, did, uh, did you have a question now for me? Because you started with. Oh, sorry. I want to yeah. hear your opinion. On <laughs> <laughs> I'm too excited. Adam's got me too buzzing on this. I'm sorry. I'm excited. Thank you. So the question was. Um, do you think that Meta is leveraging because they're intentionally, you know, act, asking us to categorize objects in our environment? Are they doing that purposefully to build on, you know, through machine learning and, and understand environments faster at a faster rate kind of helped? Or is it only an accommodation for setup at the moment because they because they're not ready with the automated model? I mean, I would I would assume that they would use that because it's. Like, it's very common in these, like, very big kind of, like, um, data sets where they, you know, they need manpower in order to classify specific objects. And if you can leverage, you know, like a device that, you know, millions of people have that allows you to do that, you know, at a very efficient pace. Of course, there's always, you know, a, a level of that that will be incorrect but there's you know with any kind of like you know like the law of large numbers when you have enough people doing it you'll kind of like you look not at like you know every specific thing but if it's labeled you know specific times a number of times your more your certainty of it being correct increases right. so th they've actually done i mean i think it was i mean i think it was google who did it before with their model for alpha folds um, what is where that? They, alpha. Uh, so it's protein folding. I'm, I'm not entirely sure if Alpha Fold was actually. You, everyone knows Alpha Go, right? No. Like the model that was trained to play uh, the, the the game Go. You do know Go, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> is it a Christmas special? Is it a no? No. Christmas special is a thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, it's way more complex still than I mean, there's they, they say it's like the, the game that a computer would never be able to play because it was so complex. And there's so many strategies, so many things. But then eventually, you know, like AlphaGo came out, which was trained on, you know, millions of people's uh, millions of people's games and then like trained that model on there. And they eventually managed to beat the world champion and go with that. What they then did was they then had an, another model, which was called Zero, uh, Alpha, Alpha Zero, or Zero Go. Either one of those two, I forgot the name, uh, which was trained not on human input, but just on like playing itself like, you know, like billions of times. And it beat the model that beat the world champion 99% of the time. Wow. So using that kind of like human input data is sometimes being used. Yep. But what I meant with the Alpha Fold, which was the same model, but then used for a different purpose, was based on um, the complex concept of protein folding. Uh, protein folding, some people devote their entire years on a single protein folding, you know, figuring out how the fold works, which has a lot to do with specific diseases, specific things. And when Alpha, um, when alpha uh, uh, 
Alpha Fold came out, they managed to do that pretty much like I would say like maybe overnight or in a week, they will be able to do something like that, which some people would spend, you know, 40 years of their career on a single protein. They managed to. So they, they put that um, that uh, scientific knowledge so much further with that kind of thing. And they're doing that sometimes with these kind of models where they have, you know, a community to train and to, for example, look for specific things online in order to train those models uh, using, you know, massive user segmentation input or user classification input. Jeez. Wow. So we uh, started the podcast with a uh, Rowdy Science episode. <laughs> Thank Sorry. You. Yeah, all for it, definitely. But with that, and while Jose's still with us, obviously having some connection issues there, um, but saving the best for last then, uh, if that's all right. If, I'm, if I can move on less, Adam had another piece to her highlight. That was, that was awesome. That was no. great. So no, much no, excitement. That's good. <laughs> so much excitement. Uh, come back to some of that... Um, Meta tech a little bit later on. Uh, but saving the best for last, this entrepreneur comes in yo-yoing like a pro with 1990s cassette tapes, hair strewn around his cabeza, excitedly greeting Pimax-used car salesmen like those wiggly-waggly arm-flailing tube men. He's known to rip things apart just to put them back together, and he has more secrets and drama to share than Jerry Springer. So tune in, zoom in, and listen to our maddest mad lad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jose, the VR tech. Yo, 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 what's up, you guys? I'm so happy to be back. Hopefully the internet is, I don't know. I feel like the internet gods really don't want me to share my enthusiasm. And I've been like <laughs> holding it back like a pressure valve. Just, oh man, um, it, it, I, I loved how you were talking about a gold rush for developers, but I wanted to meet that um, with even more enthusiasm. I, I would say we're in a bigger enthusiasm place than original virtual reality. Because when virtual reality started, it was a concept that was also being reintroduced at the same time. So we were looking at new technologies and new, new uh, APIs, new development forms. So engineers were really not a part of that conversation very much. Just a few tinkers, just like any new gold rush in the technology space. But that's different now. We now have you know, engineers in spatial technologies now, you know, playing with these toys. And mm. it, it's, we're in a much more different landscape unlike anything else. We are now seeing, and I'm glad that Rowdy explained in detail, but this is what people, you know, you go back on YouTube and just scroll from like older videos forward and just search internet of things. You're gonna find people talking about this 20, 30 years ago about a, a world where, we're st people who are starting to realize that the digital world is much more realer than the physical. So it it's being able to, to see all these, uh, um, I guess, pickaxes and shovels of this new digital gold rush. It's yeah. incredibly satisfying and, and totally agree that right now we're, we're so caught up in calling these things tech demos, but tech demos that have teams of engineers and researchers and spatial sciences, you know, it may come across as a tech demo, but these are projects being built by multi-man team. And, and that's the cool thing about before and now, it's that we now have, pro, uh, I guess, infrastructure to turn gamers into data, right? Like we, all of these tools will eventually, um, yeah, just rapidly accelerate uh, unlike anything we've ever seen, right? Where where companies like Apple had to actually sell a headset or sorry, a cell phone 
and, and in order to get all these contextual data, we've never seen that happening with games before. So I'm of the opinion that there's more gamers than maybe like traditional people that, you know, use a cell phone for normal stuff, right? I, I think that people that own an iPhone usually have one or two games. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing games being used as the Trojan horse uh, of the yeah. innovation. So I'm just super excited and, <laughs> ah, man, I'm, I, I'm so pumped up and, and ready to talk to you. You know, what it, you know where it breaks me, Jose? <laughs> now, and then we're going to get to this a little bit later, but... Um, uh, uh, there was there a was... game that launched shortly after mobiles went through like that evolution with the iPhone and stuff. I forget what it was called. It was something like Zombies Run, uh, and, yeah. and kids were using their phone right in this and looking at the and, and zombies were chasing them. And, and there were a few that were run over because they were so compelled by just holding their phone up and seeing a zombie oh, come no. at them. And they're running away and they got captivated by this experience and they get knocked down by a car and. Um, the gamer in me just looks at that and goes, well, if that was compelling, wait until they try it in full-on mixed reality with a headset on. Uh, there's going to be more kids getting run over by semi-trucks. But, you know, um, it's an exciting evolution. And I like what you say there, Trojan Horse of Games, because this is going to help to spoon-feed the world towards... It's always the geeks. It's always the Gurks who just shoehorn the cool tech in so that normies can then enjoy it and be like, oh... <laughs> there's a I don't, I've got dangling um dangling dice for my my wind my windshield but uh there's this they're not actually there you know like while I'm driving on the freeway there's got to be 10 more things that are much more impressive than that uh, but that's cool what have you been up to in um uh, in VR and stuff these days I know you've got oh, all kinds of stuff coming your way yeah uh, this coming month but um yeah got any 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 particular highlights uh, highlight it's just sharing the enthusiasm right so my in my professional entrepreneur space, I deal with a lot of companies and enterprises that are interested in flirting with the idea of VR. And the Quest 3 has completely just over a week changed the narrative. Um, I'm talking to three companies uh, that are interested in procuring what I would now consider a fleet of devices, right? So we're talking oh. about more than 50 headsets. Uh, so we're getting, wow. we're, we're getting, yeah, um, in the medical amazing. field, uh, a few conversations in that front. So it's really exciting and, and it's, mixed reality right um i, I think uh that's that's really where i'm so grateful just it, it's really interesting how it's as an engineer as a as, as somebody who loves virtual reality it's impossible to ever hate a company like meta um i, I think i reached that conclusion <laughs> and, and i and i say that as dear friends who are actively at this moment you know yeah. fighting that behemoth uh from their, yeah. from from multiple angles but the, the the absolute love that the engineers are putting in, uh, 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 you know, Michael Abrash comes to mind. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that I that I'm listening uh, that are are really talking about really pushing the the torch in that in that direction. And yeah. honestly, it's the same same thing when I think of the DK one, DK two models. I am now putting the Quest three in that same position as yeah. a advocate and lover of the Quest Pro for life because that's. And for me, the the power tool, being able to see the Quest 3 and understand, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is the Quest Pro doused with sugar and candy. You know what I mean? And and they're giving it to the kids. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh, it's super exciting, man. I like I, I, sugar I candy. Sugar-coated yeah. Quest 3. I kind of want to take my Pro and roll it in sugar now for Halloween. Quest 3. Let's try it. You got yourself a Quest 3. So, uh, 
uh, and part of that, just sharing the enthusiasm, talking to a lot of companies so that oh it's impossible to not be excited and, and, and also spatial computing. Um, we, we talk a lot about developers, but I go back to engineers. We are seeing projects yeah. of people who are rebuilding the operating system, which is something I've been talking about uh, since I, I joined the podcast, who are now starting to see the Oculus Home and the Oculus Launcher, and they're, they feel restricted. They feel upset that they that they're, this is, these are how they're being told to navigate. And they're going like, no, we're rebuilding this from the ground up. So now we're seeing what started in old, older computer space, right, which was emulation, right? Yeah. A lot of people forget that one of the first um, uh, shareware uh, was emulation for you know, replicating like a Super Nintendo, or sorry, a Nintendo back then on a computer. And now we're seeing that being brought into virtual reality, but they're actual straight up computers. I saw somebody who did a straight up, you know, DOS computer, and they're doing just complete replicas, including the keyboard and the electronics. And each electronic that you see virtually has its own logic embedded into it, like a computer. So it's a digital microchip replica. Do you mean, uh, so do you so mean, mean as, as like, like a, a, a kernel, like, like a, a launcher, launcher within Quest 3, or, or yes. what, I'm, trying I'm trying to get, to get the picture, picture of, of All right, of what so there's two approaches to this, which is a, um, I forget his name, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll tag him into this podcast, but sure. um, I, I, there's some people, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Boot Camp, which allows you to run Microsoft Windows on a Mac-based computer. Wait just a second, Jose. Yes. Like I'm, I'm hearing a, a crackle. For, I don't know if, if I'm Rub hearing Rub off the chain, I think. I think oh, I'll tell you what. Is that better? Try, 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 try to take the chain off, yeah. I would suggest, or, if you can. Because I think what's happening is the mic yeah. is just rubbing on us. I, I've, I've done that myself Is this before, much better? But... Yes. Perfect. Sorry about that, guys. Head this way? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this guy now. I don't know who he is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, sorry about that. But, um, no, you were good. So, back in the day, oh, man, uh, going back to the bio. So, yeah, in order yeah. for a computer to understand what all the hardware components are in it. There's an underlying operating system called a BIOS, um, now called a UEFI, but it's essentially each hardware computer component has rules. And then the operating system uses those rules to essentially give you the operating system experience. Currently in virtual reality, there is access to that BIOS only by the operating system manufacturer. So the Quest operating system, the BIOS of sorts, is handled by Quest. There, in, in the turn of the century, there has been a compromise about mm. allowing access to the lower level hardware without- the bootstrapper, yeah. Exactly, without yeah. allowing you to get the, the internal data, which Mac and Windows introduced that with the, with the bootcamp, which is Windows is running on top of the Mac operating system, giving you access to use it, but also not allowing you to just rewrite the firmware. It's basically an API, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, so a sandwich, sandwich between the two. Correct. So at this moment, nobody's been really doing that with Android. There has been um, new advancements in Android 12 called KVM, which yeah. is essentially allowing you a similar approach to the operating system. And there is a few engineers that are, you know, rushing into that space. So they're rebuilding the entire virtual reality experience from the ground up while also re really cool. cool. Yeah. Just, Just one, one thing, thing. Yeah. Just, for Just for people who don't, don't connect, connect the dots, dots. Uh, can, you can you connect, connect us? us? So, so why Android, Android and, and Quest? Quest? Like how Correct. are those, those two? two yeah. At the moment, so uh, right now, virtual reality, 
is running most modern all-in-one headsets or at least the 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 mainstream options are running on a version of android um currently they're running on android 12 uh quest uh meta for example um really interesting on their relationship but they're definitely the ones that are using the latest version of android the most or they keep pushing that that ball forward to any any advancement so very curious if the android kvm updates do reach android 12 for vr which i don't see it honestly happening or 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 maybe to to be quite honest i i expect it to roll out and then immediately be pulled back in because this is something that we have seen in video games and disruptional technologies the playstation 3 yeah, um, yeah. so so, so like, like I, I, it's a, it's a, you're painting such a neat picture, picture here, here um in, in that, that you could have, have a headset, headset with a customizable, customizable uh, user, user interface, interface where, where it doesn't look like Meta's uh, engagement, engagement system. system. It's, it's something written by someone completely else, else. Um, which is, is, is very exciting. But yeah. I do, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I think for the walled garden that they've built so far, they'll probably try to protect that as, as best they can from happening. But it doesn't mean that it won't happen for other open form headsets, right? Like consider. PS5, PS5, for example. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know of uh, a, a software layer that you can have to get a different interface to your games or, or that system. It's very <laughs> locked down. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I'm with you there. I think Meta is probably going to stay locked down as, 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 as best they can. There is value to stay. And that's where, you know, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, and someone who deals with enterprise, and also a, a hacker tinkerist are at forefront. And, and that's why I'm so excited about it because there's companies or, or engineers who yeah. are finding that compromise. They're saying, hey, we really want to rebuild the operating system, but we're going to respect the, let's say, the underlying infrastructure frameworks of the Quest bootloader. And hopefully that's going to create a neutral stance for the time being on, because right now all they're yeah. using it for is for emulating older computers, right? Right. But to be quite honest, if you have access to the whole entire array of hardware that the Quest Tree or the Quest any Quest device has, and also the ability to use all of the graphical capabilities, what stops you from downloading a Quest brand new game from the store and removing the license key and then you're pirating it? And, yeah. And that's the reality that that's what killed a similar venture in PlayStation with Sony. They had something called Other Operating System. They actually pushed the ability as part of the original firmware. You can install Linux on it, and it was amazing. You could do emulation and great. And then there comes this guy named George Hotz, also known as GeoHot, and went, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, here's also the, you know, the actual key to the CPU. And oh. that blew open, oh. that blew open uh, emulation. It opened up piracy. But it also opened up the ability for, depends on what you stand about this, but I think personally, you know, I, I'm one of those people that uh, their stances change if it's something cool. But the American government was able to use the PlayStation 3s as supercomputers, so they clustered them up. And they were able to build supercomputers using PlayStation 3. Yeah, yeah I, heard, I heard. I think Al Qaeda back, back in the day was doing. Yeah, for the better or for worse. Thing. Yeah, for better. <laughs> so, uh, 
It's like, it's really interesting. Anyway, so I, I, I heard about those news bits like years ago. I'm glad you've kind of connected the dots for me now. So thank you very much, Jose. You always bring such an interesting side of this industry that it's like, it's like Pandora's box opening. You look in, you see the horrors and you go, oh, yeah. it's so, it's so, it's so weird, right? Um, how they talk about how you to see yeah. the past, you to, to, to know the past, to know the future, you have to know the past. And seeing mm -hmm. all these weird, uh, mm. same instances coming back, and, and it's super exciting because, yeah, there will be somebody who's going to be, ha, 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 piracy, you know, this is my website, yep. any app store for, yep. for all the games. But that's also going to lead to, oh, man, some, some tinker operating system, you know, the 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 windows the linux of <coughs> vr we don't know of what VR. that looks like yeah and it, it could come uh, it could oh, come, it's so, coming. Thank, and and we have it the thing is we we, there's almost been a neutering of news in this space for some time. Now I'm going to keep pushing because we are already 45 minutes into the show, but that's very cool. Um, and also we haven't heard about things in this domain for like two years, I think, on this show. So it's good to hear that bubbling up again. I'm glad when people get stuck in. And when people, particularly when a lot of eyes turn to a new technology, devs light up and they're like, ooh, I think I can. And then they go down that road and they bring us something that we've never seen before. So I'm super excited for this. Uh, I can tell there's so much excitement in the room here, this vir this uh, virtual room. Friends in chat, please uh, keep it down, right, in the F Reality libraries. We've got work here to do. Uh, you can slide in your sultry remarks, what you've been playing this week, and high fives are, of course, accepted currency here too. So uh, keep that coming and we'll, we'll shout out if there's anything in there that we find uh, of particular interest. Uh, for myself, my name is Zim, and man, it has been nice to have a, I'll call it a proper holiday, uh, but also have my world turned upside down and inside out, uh, and just to survive in the last couple of weeks. Honestly, it's been about a month of just survival, and I actually believe that to be happy as a human being, you have to be put through trials and tribulations and, like, tough times in order to feel happy, because it's like the the peaks and the troughs, um, and honestly, like, the last month has been has, has been great for that. It's been gr a great reset button. Um, I feel like there's just so much energy and I've really brought that uh, here, hopefully, to my own show, to my family. Um, but from the hailstorm of tech we've gotten, I mean, Quest Pro, Quest 3, Ray-Bans, head straps, wireless earbuds, like all kinds of stuff. Um, and the thing that I, I came to say today in particular and why I took the spandex off for the thumbnail uh, was... <laughs> I've actually been working in VR, and I mean, I've been picking it up as my my choice. Uh, it is easier, it is more comfortable for me to work three or four hours editing a video in VR than it is dealing with the monitors in front of me, because it's like a 50 or 60 inch TV plopped in front of me. The resolution is better than my monitors. My eyes, I don't need glasses, whereas with my monitors, they're, you know, a meter away from me, and I, I, I need glasses to kind of just help sharpen things up that little bit. Um, and so I suppose it's my pitch to Rowdy to say join the club, uh, but for others as well who might have been thinking about it, yeah, we're actually finally there. This is the turning point, and I'm so glad finally work in VR is comfortable. So that's yeah, that's uh, really cool. That's, that's just amazing. amazing. I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> you and, made Jose uh, so, happy. so happy. Oh, dude, I, I'm over the moon right now, man. This is that, that, that's exactly oh, this is that's what I've been saying. Cherry on top, man. Oh. Uh. So, like, I undertook a gauntlet. This is like, I, as a streamer, you always try to challenge yourself to doing things, whether it's doing stupid stuff for the show, just for the entertainment of an audience, um, or something that, that really just drains your battery, right? I tried 
two 12-hour-long streams back-to-back. So basically 24 hours of streaming in 48 <laughs> hours, um, which was kind of an incredible feat for me personally. I mean, I'm, I'm not far off of 40 years old now, and uh, I've, I've never done that before that much. I've done like a 16-hour stint in VR before, uh, but I did it, and it was with relative ease. I did it with a soft strap on Quest 3. Uh, the Quest 3 battery was the biggest caltrop, I would say, that got stuck in my foot. I'd have to sit down, chat to the audience, and have to kind of charge for a time. Uh, I got lucky enough to have a, a, a an early uh, Bobo M3 head strap with the battery on, but still there's issues there with like battery drain, and I'll, I'll talk about some of that stuff in a little bit more detail later on. Uh, but that's a new achievement for me, to do the back-to-back 12-hour, 12 plus 12 hours. Um, and with the MR stuff, like... Being able to take, my, my particular highlight was to take this thing outdoors, okay? Take it outdoors, and, and I didn't know, I hadn't seen any others, any anyone else's content, or I don't think there were any, you know, out, 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 outside trials at that point, but I went out in direct sunlight with a Quest 3, and it just mapped in a, in a parking lot. Uh, it just mapped, and it was grass. It was grass and cars around me, and it just, the, the thing tessellated. It, it set up a Guardian without me having to draw anything, and I was able to put a demo with a friend very carefully, obviously because of the sun, um, in basically that in that setting. And it just blew my mind because the Quest 2 would panic anytime it saw any direct sunlight. It would be like, ah, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> and everything would fly all over the place. And this was like really solid. So I'm immediately thinking about the Pokemon Go days, being outside with my family. Um, I, I took a Synapse kind of shoulder bag and I went to a... Uh, haunted house uh, with my family and some friends Shoot. took the quest three out and my wife's like yeah if I can do it it was her idea more than mine and, and she's <laughs> like why don't you just bring it film inside and I was like this is never gonna feckin' work I'm gonna walk in here it's gonna lose tracking you know end of and it handled outdoors it handled inside uh, it lost tracking for maybe five seconds but it was about a five minute tour kind of all around and then uh, there were things like a glowing pumpkin. We had flashlights in hand. It was kind of spooky. It was it was one of these easy haunted houses, not like the hardcore uh, haunted whorehouses that Rowdy's been been going after. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, like seeing the characters, seeing other people walking through, it was nice. And it, it, it brought across on video this really cool sense of like being cool. there. I did forget to turn off hand tracking. So the hands are floating around like ghosts. But. Um, but that makes it a bit cooler because you, you can see like that a, it's like yeah. in in a game like like you're yeah. in a video game but it's not a video game <laughs> or it's that's that's really cool. It just it, and it just lit my fire up completely. I was like, wow, I need to do more like this. And then it led me to picking up um, well the the Ray Bands right. So I oh lord. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but the idea was like you guys know I've I've been doing this hat cam thing for like three years or so. And I really enjoy first-person perspective unboxings and stuff. I just think it puts you into the scene. I saw um, a a guy who was reviewing headphones uh, do that for years. And I loved his reviews and I loved how personal it felt. Uh, Almost immersive, right? And and that capture I just got got glued to. So I wanted to share that little uh, tidbit with you was just, you know, do something wild and wacky. You know, it's not just developers who can go out there and push boundaries. Um, You can too. Pick up a Quest 3 and go try it. Be very careful with your lenses. The only thing I'll say uh, as somebody who's burned a headset before. So um, with that, it is indie trial time. The Quest 3 brings so much uh, that you can do. And there's another piece of this that I really, really love, which is uh, it breathes new life into side quest because side loading 
developers tinkering trials and tribulations. And it brings us even back to itch.io, stuff where devs can try something out, build a weekend code project, shove it up on the internet, and people can just play with it. Um, and you don't have to wait for App Lab approval or main store approval. Like, it's just there. The point is, time to market right now is of ultra importance. And developers and creators and all that are trying stuff out. As I said, it's this bit of a gold rush. And I think that Meta needs to be a little bit careful, maybe loosen their QA, particularly for App Lab, just a little bit in the next kind of six months. Because if they don't, well, SideQuest is going to do very, very well. Um, and I, I actually hope that that's what happens. I hope that Meta kind of sticks to their QA standards, is a little bit gummed up and a little bit slow, and SideQuest kind of runs again away and becomes a place, this cornucopia of content that developers can share with us. And so, you know, we can all just mm, eat it eat like, it like candy, candy corn, corn and just shove, shove it down, it down, down our mouths. mouths. So I'm very, I'm very excited. excited. I'm really excited uh, about the, because we mentioned it earlier with the Quest 3, how the Quest 3 now has the ability to know, and, and, and we're going to get there to understanding specific objects in the household. We, we, know, we, we should start thinking also about public objects that are standardized. Um, one that comes to mind is the tracking or, or, or the markers in a public basketball court, right? So think about mm. how a Quest, a Quest 3 will be able to see that and immediately go like, oh, I know the lengths and dimensions of this space. And now you're, you do that with point cloud sharing and now you're you're we're, oh. we're talking about space pirate trainer with virtual anchors Dude. that will quality assurance mm. and all of these APIs <laughs> exist. <laughs> That's Jose, you are yeah. speaking this man's love language. Like if <laughs> if the headset could automatically detect the uh, as you said spatial anchors, the 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 line coloring, the size and dimensions of share it across this essentially LAN multiplayer shared data networking that the Quest 3 enables. Um, and and actually Quest 2 has that capability now. Uh, it's inherited that. So uh, you can even bring old headsets along. And there's going to be quite a few people out there with a Quest 2 they haven't sold off yet and a Quest 3. Put makes them the perfect candidate to go play some multiplayer stuff. But the thing that was always the tough part was the feckin' Guardian setup. So if they mm -hmm. can make it even smoother, and this is why Jose's, your music is... It's so exciting. It, it, it's so technologies, exciting. And, and that's probably why I love location-based entertainment yeah. so much. Because this is something that that's existed for for at least five years, and now seeing it hit the mainstream, uh, being able to 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 hear the hearing the names, right? We, it's just I hate you know bringing it down to the simplest, but in reality, all that it's doing is going inside your headset uh, uh, room environment folder and just sending it to the cloud and copying it over to the other headset that's all it's doing yep. it's not it's not as fancy as people are trying to say it's just when you add all these cool and, and yes ai and all these automation but in reality all they're doing is copying the settings and, and moving them over that's called mobile device management or cloning a headset cloud yep. settings it's it's super cool to to see that actually it's fantastic it's there for consumers now yeah and i have, I have to, to call, call out tribe and chat who's who's remarking, remarking on jose's, jose's look, look here, here. <laughs> jose looking so fly oh, i yeah. agree for anybody who's, who's on the audio, the audio podcast, podcast you're missing out he's got he's got a great look about him honestly i feel rejuvenated i feel rejuvenated like it's being able to i mean zim like you 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 said it yourself um Fortunately, I'm excited to, to say it's not an isolated opinion. Um, 
I've been getting text messages and phone calls from people like, okay, maybe working in VR makes sense. I've had people who own the Quest Pro and, and, and all of these advancements, I don't know if anybody's used the Quest Pro since the Quest 3 release, but it's, yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Look, that's the perfect, uh, oh man, as a, yeah. How I haven't got, I, I got this, this someone, some one of my commenters uh, recommended I get the, this is a studio form VRware. It's very simple band, but it makes this comfortable in a way that it was only comfortable for an hour to work in before. And now I can at least do two in it. I can run it. What I'm doing is, this is funny. I'm doing a juggle. You'll appreciate this. I use the Quest 3 until its battery dies. Then I use the Quest Pro and I just juggle between the two. Oh, that's, that's, how that's, how I, I, that's how I, that's how I manage, manage their batteries. batteries. I have um, one question that I've been itching since yep. last podcast and I heard you yep. guys talk about the Quest 3 and I wanted to ask you specifically, Zim. Sure. Now that you're, I, I can tell that you, you already, you had too much candy. You, you're, you're stuck. In, you're, <laughs> you're a VR worker now. You're going to buy a, a Vision Pro. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's so that sounds like a command more than a question. But yeah, um, I I a lot of people have asked me that question, which is like, are you are you in, are you interested to buying one? Uh, I would not pre-order one today, right? Um, could I be convinced if I went to the store and tried it out and I felt it was a comfortable to use device? Maybe because it's not it's not it, it's it's nearly astronomically priced for me in, in my busy family, costly lifestyle. I mean, I've got 11 living things I have to look after now and they're all off my dime. So we inherited a cat recently. So it's like, what it's crazy, right? Happening? So three, three, three kids, um, three cats, two big dogs, right? A wife and husband. And it's, it's just, it's mad. So to add another tech device to that might be asking a lot, but... I am absolutely convinced that working in, in, in virtual, I mean, I, I work with my laptop. I work across three different desktop computers and my laptop. It's so easy in virtual desktop just to swap between them, still keep an eye on the, the sproglings or whatever we want to call them today. It's just so convenient. And as I said, someone whose eyes are just sl slightly turning to the dark side because um, I just started wearing glasses a year ago. They're only just, it's a very small correction I have. It's just more comfortable to be in a headset and work that way. Um, so I it, I absolutely choose it now. I choose it now. And that's a surprise to me. I didn't think the Quest 3 or even Quest Pro would be comfortable enough for me to work in that way. The difference with Quest 3 is that its pass-through is comfortable enough as well. Uh, I don't think the pass-through in, in Quest Pro is enough for me to say that that's like comfortable. And I wouldn't recommend people generally buy that. But Vision Pro, I tried their AirPod Max headphones and that kind of sprungy band they have at the top. And some of the other more modern Apple products. Um, I mean, they still do great quality stuff. It's just incredibly expensive. So I just need to get me a good sugar daddy or sugar mama. <laughs> that's that's my plan between now and launch next year, I suppose. But we'll see. I, I, I love how we're almost like an hour in and we're almost <laughs> done with the highlights. No, that's... I'm sorry. I, I've been I've been bottling it up inside, guys. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I like he's got his disappointed face on now. <laughs> quick refresh of your video there. Time for the quick news. <laughs> so with this, why don't we swing to our sponsor segment? Um, so before we get into the newsreel, um, let me just say that this episode is proudly sponsored by Dungeons of Eternity. It's a three-player dungeon game with wonderful multiplayer. Uh, grab some mates, go on an adventure, and hack and slash your way right through. It's already becoming a co-op legend, so go in solo or team up with your besties to take on levels 
which are generated randomly. Uh, chock full of traps and mental challenges. You gotta be on the hunt for loot while dodging incoming enemy magic. Cut through your foes with swords, machine gun fire arrows like Legolas, and be sifting treasure for weapons carrying unique, special characteristics that you can show off to your friends. As Adam highlighted last podcast, ever wished you didn't have such a perfect pair of teeth? Well, Dungeons of Eternity, <laughs> or an eternity with awful teeth, as we like to call it, has you covered. You go hog wild. Mess up that smile. With character customization, feel great while friends grimace at your grill and discover that not even the fanciest spell can fix those de dental de demons. Uh, this 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 is in for about 25 pounds. It's 30 bucks. Uh, if you're looking to pick this up and have some fun with friends, colleagues, dorm mates, all that type of thing. And a big thanks to Dungeons of Eternity for once again boosting our signal. Um, and please let us know how you get on with your mates in random encounters down in the deep, dark dungeons below. There you go. Very nice. Wow. With, that, with, was, that was perfectly <laughs> timed as well with the trailer. It was oh, like was, up yeah. until the end. Like all professionals here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Uh, on to this one. Rowdy. Uh, so first up, hold sharing for a moment on the first link because I've got a question for Jose and Adam. We're going to start off our news track today with a title I saw on Reddit, and it absolutely made me stop in my tracks. It was this. I made grandma cry with Quest. So I want to know, Adam and Jose, I want to know what made grandma cry in Quest. What do you think? What was it? What did what did the dirty deed? Does, does it have to be dirty? Like, what if she saw no. something emotional and she cried? Like, it can be heartfelt <laughs> if you like. No, no problem. Uh, okay, so we're guessing on what made grandma cry in Quest what? 3, right? Um, made grandma cry. She visited her hometown in VR. That's what I thought. I thought it was Wanderer or something Damn like that. Damn it, Wander, then I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. Completely Gosh. wrong. But, okay. How would say? I would probably maybe like remake some probably like a loved one from the past digitally and have them see it and then like flim them into the air and make it like into a rave or something like that i don't know <laughs> well, yeah, Very you know, specific. You know, yeah you don't want to make it too sad you know what i mean like yeah. like hey i brought grandpa back and he's doing the robot oh you know what i mean like, <laughs> oh my god that sounds like up two all right pixar <laughs> jose's writing your scripts for you um, Rowdy, if you wouldn't I, mind, yeah, yeah, I, I was the only one. If you didn't I, like, see it? my my initial guess was like you know that he did it intentionally, you know, <laughs> that it was like some kind of horror app or like I don't know, like some kind of weird stuff that Grandma was like oh. totally not comfortable, started crying. I swear, I your lack of faith that. in humanity, Rowdy. Every podcast, it's just it's <laughs> it's hard. Like it's wonderful. Corn right. hub or like I don't know. <laughs> pull pull it up. Pull. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it up, and uh, you're not too far off with that one. Pull it up and uh, give us a read, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, to share with the audience what... It's a short little text block, but... Uh, all right. Zoom in there um, for us, if you wouldn't mind, because it's a little small. All right, just a moment. Mm. After effects. Okay, just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the old uh, control on the keyboard and scroll up with the mouse should work, if you're looking to zoom in on a browser. Uh, I think that's fine. Perfect. Um... So I wanted to make my 83-year-old grandma to cry in, no, to try VR. <laughs> I thought she would have been scared or surprised, but instead she started getting emotional because after so many years, she saw her hands without wrinkles. Oh, 
<laughs> Thanks to Hunchback. Oh, it was no. incredible and completely unexpected. She cared like zero about everything else. Oh my gosh, th- it's so cute. It is, isn't it? That's so rough. That's rough. Like, I think I will always, when I put hand tracking on, think about the wrinkle-free, you know, I've always been joking about my noodle arms from Meta that they've given me. <laughs> These uh, definitely look like pasta uh, noodle arms. But yeah, having having grandma look at her hands wrinkle-free and, and, and start to tear up was, that just hit me right in the heart. I was like, God damn it, Cupid. Uh, yeah, will grandma be my Valentine this, <laughs> this holiday season? I sure hope so. People thought it was crazy where I only use wrinkly hands because I knew that was going to happen. So now I'm already used to it. I only use wrinkled virtual hands in everything I do. So, (laughs) Of course, I'm ahead of them. Mess up the teeth, wrinkle up the hands, you know. Nobody will be able. You can slide comfortably into your lizard form form in the later years. All my avatars are like 80-year-old, like faces, like gray (laughs) hair. I'm ready for it. Very good. Well, speaking of questions, thank you all for answering. You you had great angles to take into that one. But speaking of questions, there's one that I've been getting constantly since the streams that I ran, um, and that's about Bobo's head strap availability. So the Halo uh, strap design, which took the world by storm uh, and has a great kind of add-on for Quest 3 with the M3 and M3 Pro, um, but despite, despite people really wanting it and loving the original one, Availability has been a real issue. A little over a week ago, Bobo released a statement noting that uh, Amazon Prime Day had flooded and blocked them being able to sell, which I don't really buy as an excuse, but they've now said they're shipping their product to Amazon locations globally. Uh, The latest update is that they're now shipping to the U.S. and Canada, and orders on Bobo's official website at bobovr.com have opened to help alleviate the pressure. Um, I certainly chuckled a little bit earlier today because they were posting pictures. I don't know if I shared this with you, Rowdy. Um, pictures on their main account? Uh, it's on their main Twitter account if you uh, want to take a look. But there's pictures of the shipments going out, and it really <laughs> looks like a drug cartel loading planes one. with oh, products. Dude, this is <laughs> perfectly is, shaped. Okay, if there's any Chinese companies, <laughs> please, nobody wants to see the crate being put into the truck. I don't want to see that. It's such a weird thing. Marketing companies in China love doing that. And it's and the worst part is they don't package it correctly. Like if they had like, you know, the quality assurance that you see like from UPS or something like that, like I get it, but it's always, yeah. It was like a cartel storage. Drugs. It really, yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. <laughs> CSI my brilliant. CSI my I love it. I want to see more of it. <laughs> I want to see a SWAT team just running in, like opening the packages. It would be great. I remember this. This ripped up a memory from like a few years ago. I had a client that wanted to buy some amusement products from China, and they, I was asking for updates, and I got a similar picture with this like banged up crate with like tape all around <laughs> it. It's like we put it into the boat, and you see this like rusted <laughs> boat with like a bunch of the crate with tape. <laughs> You should have replied. Can I see a picture of the boat too? <laughs> oh. oh, great. Oh, that's beautiful. And you deal with that, right? When you're moving products around the world, you, you absolutely deal with that. Um, and, and and speaking of like manufacture, you know, it's not gone underreported that Meta's new accessories are bloody expensive. I mean, the dock alone in here in Canada is $180 and that's before tax. So you're pushing 200 bucks just for a dock Dang. for your, your fancy new headset. 
I mean, that's not something I'm sure Rowdy would be chomping at the bit to go purchase. It's a hundred bucks for the case. And it is a gigantic pill-shaped case like it was last time around. Now, the cool thing about it is if you do, you know, shell out the money, uh, the M2 Pro and the battery pack and cables and stuff actually fit this thing. But it's a fucking monster. It, look at the size of it. It's bigger than my head. That's telling you. Um, and so I think you have to be very careful because... Like with Quest 2, when they went modular, where they're like, oh, you can buy a head strap, you can buy a case, you can buy a dock, you know, um, the price adds up. So just watch it, right? Like, definitely do the math before you get into this lane, because it's not inexpensive. And you can see that, that Meta is just definitely aim angling towards being Apple for VR, right? Because they, they want that right. cash cow. Um, and, and like, to have the head strap the standard basic head strap, which looks, uh, yeah, just like the original one, right? $70, that's 70 US dollars, so it's 100 Canadian. Um, that's a lot, that's a lot, right? And the design hasn't really changed. I mean, I think this is a little bit more robust, but the little dodgy screws at the back, if anyone else had theirs fall out, that's gonna happen here as well. It's the same deal, except for the, uh, the connector for the screws is a little different. And so now I won't be able to repair it for myself easily. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know that I'm very happy with their accessories at the moment in terms of the price point. I think they're gouging a little bit more than they need to be, honestly. Um, I know it, it's difficult economic times and companies do need to still make a buck, but um, you might you might find yourself happy with uh, your third-party accessories. So just that caveat before you jump down the Meta 3 accessory hole. Um, and that's where our friends on the open internet are trying to help us out. So first up, thank you, Reddit. We've got a beautiful little carrying stand for Quest 3 that you can 3D print if you've got a 3D printer. So I wanted to show this thing off. So instead of the 200 Canadian dollar dock, if all you really want to do is put your headset down, maybe carry it around the house, hey, 3D print yourself a nice little carrying, uh, I don't know what you call it, drop stand, I guess is what I would call this thing, to be carrying. able to... Stand? carry I don't know. your quest around now answering a point that was highlighted in the comments which i agree with is it's well worth your while to pick up a lens cover of some kind some type of lens cover protect those lenses so when you're carrying it around you drop it in front of a window and you don't think about it you don't fry your headset because that's an expensive mistake i always love that the 3d printer like i've been thinking already for years about like getting a 3d printer but like at the same time i i find it hard to convince myself to like what purpose I use it. But every time I see this kind of stuff, I'm like, I, that'd be awesome if I could do that. But like, then it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to buy like, you know, I don't know, like a $600 or $1,000, you know, high-end 3D printer and then be like, yay, now I can print myself, you know, this $12 stand or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I don't, I'm not going to use it, you know, like, I, I but know. I do like, ah, I kind of want it, you know, I love to tinker with that kind of stuff. It's like, so fun, especially for VR use. It's, you, you always, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You don't justify a purchase. You, tr you, you justify the purchase after you buy it. You just, yeah, it, yeah. It, it unlocks so many questions that you start solving so many little, little problems. And, and, yeah, actually, and I love yeah. prototyping oh, as dude, well. So, so this fun. kind of stuff is just like. You'd be going through PLA rolls like crazy, Rowdy. I can just imagine you with it. Have you looked up uh, my my way through that? In if you're in a a decently sized town or something, like local yeah. libraries often yeah. have them, yeah, um, and can use I think for just the cost of whatever the material is to print. So it's pretty yeah. cheap. 
So there's there's options outside your home, but I know the the convenience of having it at home is great. I'll tell you yeah, when you can it's... when you can homemade print a tasty burger, that's when I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I want to just I want a food printer. I want to be able to just go like me print the food, let me eat the food. Print more food, eat the food. That's it. I'm I'm done like a, like a 3D kitchen robot thingy. Like. <laughs> kitchen robot. You know what? My 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 a local sushi place they did that. They replaced the waiters with a robot and they had it on the pamphlet. It was the most dystopian thing I've ever seen. They're like, come in, enjoy this uh, enhanced experience. I'm like, I don't need the robots from like um, Lost in Space to be feeding me sushi. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Waggly arms and everything. But it's a little scary. You know, that's where we are. That's where we're going. Um, it's awesome, I think. I'd love to get those. I mean, I love to cook, but at the same time, sometimes you don't have the time, right? Right. So, like, it'd be so handy. Print a burger. Have one of those in the house. Definitely do it. Um, 3D print a burger. And, and on to another uh, little nugget of Reddit gold. I stumbled upon a beautiful e-magazine that covers all sorts of stuff for, like, Quest 3. And like any 90s youth, I love the JCPenney catalog like anyone else. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's Gabby's Guide. Uh, these are the ones who do this, and they've been doing it for a while, but I've only just run across them. Version 25 covers Quest 2, Quest 3, highlights on MR content, and hot damn, if you're new, uh, go print this thing off and scroll through it like an Argos catalog for Christmas. Um, Rowdy, if you're just trying to load this, the PC one will take a little while. It's about 200 meg. Um, there is a mobile version for about 25 meg. You can just like load on the go or whatever, but Man, it was it was really awesome. Sorry, Yanks, I think I, I referred to Argos there and like scrolling through it, but um, you might not get that with your Christmas specials and garbage jumpers and all that. I mean, they say I'm a judgy guy, but uh, this <laughs> thing looks lovely. Like if I had a full-on color printer, like a decent one, uh, I would print this thing off and just sit there browsing through it like in, on my bed or something because it's just, it covers all the titles. It covers all kinds of stuff. So go check this out. This is Gabby's Guide. Uh, we can include a, a link in the description, which I'll I'll update after the show finishes. Is Gabby, because it, uh, it says Gibby, right? Gibby's or Guide. That just... Oh, that's a mistake for me. Sorry, Gibby's Guide. You're right. It is Gibby. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and, and I think it's a gentleman as well. Sorry, Gibby. I wonder who Gabby is. And... <laughs> poor, poor Gabby. Yeah, we are having um, some network connections today, aren't we? Okay, well, I'm glad that people are still putting effort uh, into curating content, sharing easily browsable catalogs that we can drool over. Um, and hopefully that'll give you some, uh, it certainly did for me. It brought me to content that I still haven't played or tried in short little updates. Really, really handy. Great, great inventory. Very, very well organized. It's the best thing I've seen in that in that form factor. So um, something that I think you should all look at uh, to see if there are things that you're missing. With that, um, and thanks to Palmer retweeting the product, the pre-order for what's called the Soul Reader I'm going to let Rowdy actually scroll through this guide for a second. I'm going to buy him a oh, little okay. bit of time before I move on. Um, unless you that already did pretty. and I'm just behind. Right. PC Gamer, right? Like, or whatever. Yeah. And and it's really cool because they do like short little reviews and stuff like that. So definitely, definitely take the time to go download and check that thing out. It's really worth it. And I will so be keeping a solid eye on it. 16 pages. This, this thing is thick. It's, and it's quality. It is quality content. I was going through it, reading it like pre-podcast for probably half an hour. Um, what how long it took to make 
Or is just one person made this entire thing? Or does he have a team? Or? I don't know. I've been going back and forth with the creator of it. I need to ask some more questions. But um, it's obviously they, they had created it at least as a Quest 2 guide that's now been enhanced with Quest 3 and MR content and stuff. But I was I caught it on the forum because it was touting some MR experiences and it, it told me about a few things that I hadn't thought to try yet. So it helps me as a as an informer for, you know, preparing for my next stream. Uh, so definitely go check that out. That's Gibby's Guide. Again, thank, big, big thanks to Reddit for feeding that to me as my breakfast this morning. Um, and on to the next headset. It's a sole purpose headset. But it's called Soul Reader, S-O-L, Soul Reader. Not Soul Reader, not like, I don't know, Adam's probably there with tarot cards or something. And I didn't even Come mention on. she's all in. You've got the whole wizardy getup, which thing? Wizard. On, so. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a witch. Such a boomer. <laughs> um, so this is a an e-ink panel display headset in a glasses form factor that makes you look like Ray Charles. Uh, it's meant to be comfortable and distraction-free way to read. So I was joking at the intro of the podcast, you could just duct tape two Kindles to your face, but I think this thing is a much better form factor for that. Um, as you know, as you know, for anyone who's been sat on a couch or talking to your friends over a table or a meal or something, there's always this tug these days to go check your your smart device, whatever it is, smart phone, smart watch, uh, tablet, phone in your pocket. It's just something trying to pull you back, right, to that reality. So um, one of the purposes of the Soul Reader is to keep you reading and not to get pulled off by these side distractions. Um, they've got a Soul mobile app, which is used for bringing in DRM-free books in .epubs format, uh, articles and newsletters and all that into one place in this e-reader headset. It weighs 104 grams. So that's about four times the weight of a normal sunglass pair. So normal sunglasses are about 25 grams weight. Uh, the battery life is an impressive 25 hours, obviously thanks to the display nature that they've got, with a two-hour charge time. And if you can read for 25 hours, put it on charger for two hours, and then pick it up for another 25, you're a better reader than I am. Um, E-Ink plus an ultra-low power processor um, is what it's got in the headset. And the e-ink itself, as you might know, is meant to give you a kind of like a paper feel, right? So it's normally not backlit. And in this case, they've got side lighting by some warm white LEDs, okay? Uh, there's a link there, uh, Rowdy, I've got to a picture of as well what it looks like in headset. Uh, because their website does a very poor job of actually showing you that. They just show a bunch yeah. of pictures of the dude with the headset on. Um, I mean, it looks awful, though. I'm going to be honest. Like, it the looks look of so it. bad. Oh. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean it, it looks... just reminds me of, like, you remember, you know, like, back in the day where we indeed had those, like, 90s magazines, and you would put this, like, this new technology, you know, like, a 50-inch screen. Exactly. It's now just, and you had these, like, giant things, and then you were like, oh, I want this. And you tried it, and you were like, oh, this is bad. This is kind of what it reminds me of. Like, and yeah. I'm sure that the quality of, like, how it looks inside is probably going to be nice and good. But like, from the outside, if it looks like the that, appeal. Yeah, it really doesn't look like a product. I mean, it, it's obviously a Gen One product. That's what I would say from the yeah. look, from the external yeah. look and feel of it. And they're like, oh, it's black and gold. It it's yeah. a black plastic. I think matte <laughs> black plastic yeah. with a little, a little square gold, gold piece on the yeah. side. Like 
this is like this is where I think like yeah. oh you know this is cool. Four hundred bucks. I'll give way. it. I'll give it three, four more years. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's where it is, right? It's it's so the other thing I would just say a couple of other things just to help people who are like big readers and might be interested. Um, it's got adjustable brightness for the for the for the screen, uh, pancake lenses. It's got a diopter, so you don't have a need for contact lenses or glasses, which can be a plus. Um, and the, the thing that they're trying to, to say is it's more comfortable to read this way than hold a paperback in your hands or even a, a Kindle and just lie in bed and, you know, read on these glasses. No, but, that's, but that's all it, it does, right? It does this one, it does this one thing. It does this one thing. I, I, I don't get, like, I mean, I read a lot. And I even find like I have a I have a little iPad. I don't have it here next to me, but like I have a little iPad, or it's not an iPad. It's like a, a really cheap kind of tablet that I bought like years ago. And the only purpose that I use it for is you know to load up some some books on there, and I read that. And even on that, I feel like oh, man, I wish it was paper. Yeah. Yeah. Not not just like you know because you have those like you know those like very expensive like where it feels or it looks like you're like you're looking at oh paper turning pages I think there's one like that now right you can like turn the page and it'll advance. oh no, no I don't even mean that but you have like the ones also you can write on that feels like paper oh, yes. even that kind of stuff like I still often when I'm reading a book I kind of I don't know I want to hold something in my hand and flip the page and like. I don't know. It is some, just something about that, about that experience, about like having a book. And of course, for productivity, you know, the iPad or the, the tablet that I have is perfect because I read a lot of stuff. I pretty much read everything on there. But there is still something about holding a physical book. Like, like for example, v- v- vinyl is coming back. Like a lot of like oh, know, yeah. bands are bringing up. And there, there's something about, especially if you read a lot of books, or you like books, or you collect books, then there is something special about having that. And for pure productivity, sure. But then I want something that is as cheap as possible that I can load a, a load of stuff on and that I can just do the thing that I need to do on. Well, granted, Gary Tan's in the video. So that guy is associated with like, hey, let's, this is for, let's, this is a marketing money run, right? This is, this guy's <laughs> like, literally go on Google, put his name and you'll see like a bunch of crypto and a bunch of like investors. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I didn't so know So this is a, this is a financial play. When it comes to e-ink in itself, uh, uh, Palmer Luck has been talking about this, at least Bradley uh, spoke about it a while back. I think they were showing it at CES. It's a cool concept. I, I think it's really cool for companies now starting to, Notice that we're going to be in a world of multiple form factors to 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 build a, a specific ability, but I think that that doesn't mean hey, let's try to replicate every single um, capability. I think they could have easily, if they're if they're going to be transcribing text, they could have easily done like I can give them a freebie. They could have easily done a uh, a, a Morse code to text encoder glasses. Yeah. Um, for for people that are visually impaired, and yeah, of course it's e-ink. Wait, wait, wait! Um, I'll say that again. A Morse code. I, I, I totally missed that oh, concept. Yeah. So. so text to Morse code, right? So for people that okay. are visually impaired, people, right? I know people uh, that could see. Do you mean Bry or do you Braille. mean Morse yeah, code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, oh, okay, both, okay. Right. Yeah. So, so, so there's Bry is South African barbecue, Rowdy. That's. <laughs> Yeah, so there, that, that's actually a spa- braille. Sorry, there's a there, that is a a industry that's now looking at spatial technologies. I've always that's always been a personal rule uh, for me uh, philosophically about spatial yeah. computing. Is it's the blind in virtual spaces, right? I, yeah. I feel like this this could have been a really good opportunity for them to say, hey, this yeah, it's based on e-ink, but it's 
meant for the visually impaired. This is spatial navigations or or a bunch of cool stuff that maybe you do need. Smart. You could really, I'm even thinking, we're going to talk later about it, but it, um, a, a smart smart glasses could absolutely do that with a spatial audio. You know, they could definitely enhance the experience for someone who's visually impaired. And I, I'm going to put a pin in that and move that till later. But yeah, Rowdy, go ahead. Just a quick mention. I need to educate you English, native English speakers again. It is not Braille. It is Braille because the inventor of Braille is Louis Braille, which was French. Yes. My bad. So I'm not the one mispronouncing things here. <laughs> <laughs> so I can back to your horror right. houses. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. I love it. Sword fighting. <laughs> Yet again. Uh, okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, Adam, what about you? Uh, this kind of thing. Like, is it, are you a big reader? Yes, but I'm like rowdy in that I like to have a physical book. And I feel like I actually yeah. remember what I'm reading better if I can actually you know, turn the pages, feel the pages. Actually. Yeah, versus like... They've shown that that actually is a thing that people often remember things better when they actually have a physical book. Really? Is it like a Mind yeah. Palace thing then? So like, you know what page it was on in the book that was this thick? <sighs> well, I mean, like if I'm looking at a, a screen, right? And you just, there's a bunch of text on a screen. My brain just kind of eventually, like my eyes roll in the back of my head and it's just, it looks <laughs> overwhelming versus I think maybe a page, you feel like you can conquer that page. You know, like you can... It seems more doable to get through it than it's like the world's first PDFs, achievement you know? system, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Every but chapter's a new level up. Yeah, I like, like it. I, I don't, I never used a Kindle, so I've always thought like, well, I can just read if I wanted to read something online on my computer or my phone. So I've kind of feel the yeah. same about this way. Like it just looks like the Roken Max glasses with the blinders on, but at least with the Roken Max, I can do other things too. Yeah. But um, you, you know, to me, this feels a little bit like an investor trap. You know where they Gary go, Pan. like you know, like that, that like what, like if if you if you want to gain money, you're gonna go into investors. You know, reading is a sixty billion dollar industry. If we only <laughs> manage to capitalize five percent of that, that is an industry. But I mean, realistically, I, I don't, I just don't see a lot of people buying a device like this for laying in their bed to to read. I, yeah. I just don't. I just it's don't so sole purpose. The only thing that really excited me about it was the. Um, the e-ink technology, because I really like reading, like a Kindle. Um, my uh, mother-in-law, she was a huge like fan of Kindles, and and they're just so comfortable to read. It's mm -hmm. it's I'm the same as you guys, right? Like I prefer paperback books, but if I have to read on a screen, that's definitely what I want. I want an e-ink interface to it. So that in a headset is like for me is like a. It's probably too limited. It's like a, it's like a, you know, paying a lot of money for a, a watch. I just won't because it's, it does one thing and it only does one thing. And I don't know, I can, I can control my notifications and distractions enough that I don't need a headset to convince me not to pick up my phone. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so that is, that is, uh, for those who just might be joining us, that is soul reader. It does sound like something that's going to give you your fortune and, uh, tell you, you know, your, uh, your, your lines or whatever, all that stuff. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> with that, a quick update on the PSVR 2 side of things, because this has been a very and will be a very meta-steeped podcast, and I apologize. Uh, but gosh, my my PSVR 2 must hate me. I mean, like a girlfriend who I stayed with for like a month and did nothing but absolutely have like Netflix and chill time with, I've completely ghosted her. I mean, she's sent me text messages and voicemails. There's even a PI dropped around my house to see if I'm dead. She must be furious. <laughs> um, 
But PSVR 2 is still my favorite gaming headset. It's such a damn great VR panel, and I can't wait to spread my wings and fly about No Man's Sky again at some point, hopping back into the driver's seat for a GT7 race event next week. Um, but right now, as a huge indie darling, man, I've got some girl on the side. She's got dreadlocks and a few tattoos, a bit rough around <laughs> the edges, but damn, my blood has been pumping for Quest 3, you know? It's just like such a cool little device. Um... But, 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 there were a few titles that I've been pining for, PSVR 2 specifically, uh, and one of those, as you know, uh, was Vertigo 2. Um, so it's a game I sorely missed during the PCVR launch. I kind of had it on my gotta get back to list for quite some time. Um, and uh, my PSVR 2 had me by the cojones last month and I couldn't break free at all. Um, so uh, we heard of a delay. Uh, likely to December, I'm guessing, uh, by, by Zulabo Studios or whatever that's called, um, and the child prodigy developer behind this wonderful game that I can't wait to experience. I mean, we've been calling him a child for like six years <laughs> now. Like 20-something now. He's got to grow up eventually. Probably, he's probably an adult by now. No. He is, but he was a child prodigy. He fucking yeah, made yeah, Vertigo yeah. 1. He, he oh, helped 100%. with Half-Life Alex. He, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy is Zach is is mad. He's a, he's a Mad Hatter uh, dev yeah. kid, and I I I'm gonna keep calling him a kid until he's fifty. So <laughs> always be younger than years Zach. later. We have the child prodigy. <laughs> it's like the term whiz kid too. Like I don't know if you if, if you heard that. Like a lot of old people still get called whiz yeah. kids. I'm like, yo, this is like a fifty year old. Like, what? <laughs> oh, I know it's funny, but like. I, I, I'm happy with the delay. So there's a delay, right? There's been a delay. Um, and it's, I guess it's due to some of the final QA steps on the game is my, is my understanding. Um, and that's perp games who are, are producing it or whatever. So, so that's fine. I, I'm totally happy because this stuff has always been quality. The comedy elements have been great and I, I, I can't wait to play it. Also, it buys me a little bit more time with Quest 3 so I can you know, justify doing some of that MR stuff that Adam's been talking so well about this podcast. Um, but we also have more coming, okay? So PSVR 2 has some exciting stuff in the ropes, and I'm not going to steal thunder from Jose, I hope, just in saying this, but I wanted to touch on one thing, which was Breachers, uh, which is my absolute favorite VR FPS uh, that at the moment is is coming to PSVR 2 sometime in November. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have seen the skin changes that they have for guns. Now, I'm no Counter-Strike... Uh, guy who I didn't like the skins when it came to Counter-Strike and the markets and all that trading bullshit. Um, but for a 5v5 game, I think it's going to absolutely slay for the six months after it launches. I think it's going to kill. Um, this thing is just so pretty. The gameplay is so bang on. And provided the the moderation system doesn't stop Zim from talking the way he normally talks when he games, <laughs> which they added, I think, a month ago. Um then man, it is on. And I feel like, I feel like Firewall again, kind of like they did with Solaris versus Pop One. They just landed at the wrong time. Yeah, they got there first, but within a month or two, a mega game hits and just wipes them off the face of the planet. Honestly, I think that's what's, what's about to happen to them again. And they're going to feel like the most unlucky studio out there. Um, how do you guys feel? You, you all played Breachers before? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I have not, surprisingly. I haven't. Ah. I just haven't tried it yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull you in when it comes to PlayStation then, maybe. It's a, it's a really yes. good team game. Um, 
And I say that I've been there with, with my wife and like, it's, it's really fun. It's just a fun game to play. It's not, it doesn't have to be super good necessarily at FPSs, good. but the, the team part is awesome. Like yeah, you can drive yeah. a drone in and like tell people's positions. And so teams, te- squads of five people have like slots. You can have the person who's like kind of playing defender or backup or support. You can have the, you know, point people who are really, really good at shooting. Um, and then the strategians, it really works out very, very well. And it scratches that itch that Firewall did years ago. And so just to throw them a little bit of a, a shout out, right? They are trying um, to fix things. So Firewall has patch uh, 1.10 that's just launching, helping out their matchmaking. Apparently profiles have been getting reset, which to me is a complete nightmare. Lose all your progress and stuff. So safeguards to help prevent that happening and fixing pistol attachments, which apparently were floating around. Um <laughs> It's not enough for me to go and try it. I haven't even tried Firewall Ultra, and it was the reason I bought my PSVR 2. I'm going to sit on it for a year, and I'm going to come back, and it's like, then I'll, I'll give it a go, right? Uh, if it's still alive and, and they haven't shut That's the servers off. Right? I was going to yeah. say, a lot of people are probably going to do the same thing, and I don't think it's going to be it's going to be around in that year if everybody does the same thing, but... They're still a decent sized studio. They still have the the breath uh, from PSVR one actually still propping them up. Firewall is a great PSVR one title. They may or may not end up canning Solaris two. I don't know. Um, I'm just hearing nothing about that. They had teased it before. I, I get I get bad vibes about that whole thing. I hope First Contact doesn't end up falling off the face of the planet as a result. Uh, they they need to just focus on quality and they need to focus on the quality experience. You know, so. Um, there's that. And then, of course, PSVR 2 recently reminded me, or Sony, reminded me that it'll cost me another 160 Canadian dollars for another year of service. So, yeah, uh, PS Plus, you're going to you're, you're eating me alive and you're going to have to start coughing up some free VR games to earn your keep around here. Um, and I, I'm surprised we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen the month in the monthly games like new VR titles come out that have been a couple like give us all Horizon, for example. Give us things that pretty much everybody owns at this point. Just dump out some quality things. Um, but but help prop up VR a little bit because some people are worried about the amount of titles coming out. I'm not personally, but I think that when it comes to PS Plus, you need to feed your VR audience too now. It's a big thing. It's a part of the future. So Sony, that's my little message to you on that one. Uh, I have one more little tiny piece of, of VR news then, and then we'll go into the kind of main round tables. Um, this is a quick, quick update uh, on PC VR from Gunman Contracts. Um, I, so the dev has put out a new devlog, right? And it, the game's looking bu- brutal. The, the dev, uh, who we've talked about before, is A&B Seth, uh, showing gun modding, knife throwing. And I don't know if you all remember, but man, Hitman 3 was such a massive pile of disappointment for me personally. <laughs> I love being a naughty dude in, in games. Absolutely love it. Like, my 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 real-life dude is very straight-edged, follow the rules, be a nice guy. In games, I'm very much like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Stab you in the back, cut your throat, leave you in a dustbin, you know. <laughs> what can I say? I have, a, I have my, reputa- my reputation precedes me. It does. <laughs> Sorry, I've been really nasty to Adam this podcast. All intended. Um, and you'll know why in a minute, but anyway. Uh, I think Seth's on a path to give us what feels right. Whereas uh, Hitman 3 looked right and felt terrible. Um, I really think that moving from a Half-Life Alex mod to a completely standalone title 
is the right choice, but it's also a feckin' hard-ass road. That is not an easy conversion for a dev to do. Go build your own feckin' game engine, you know? So most devs wouldn't try it. I want to tip my hat. It's looking like it's got teeth. I'm glad about that. And I hope we can, uh, you know, misbehave in VR uh, in just, I don't know, months, years. I don't, I don't really care how long it takes. Uh, give us the goods. And that's Gunman Contracts. If you haven't actually tried it yet, you've got Half-Life Alex. Go try out the original mods. Totally worth doing and super, super fun. Uh, makes you feel like a badass hitman. So there you go. So dear friends, we've had field testing time. So this is time for our report cards. Um, both Jose and Adam have been tinkering away with Quest 3s. And I want to know a couple of things on behalf of our audience. I want to know your first impressions. I want to know how that evolved into how you feel today in the seat and things that you'd suggest our audience members check out um, and, you know, highlight the things that you've uh, tinkered around with, you've played with. I know we've each come at the device in like a very different way, <laughs> which is cool. Um, so who wants to go first? Who is it to kiss apart? That's like parts. <laughs> <laughs> first thing, just open it up. It was like, yeah, it's not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who I'll wants let to you talk go first, about? Adam. Oh, okay. Uh, so I touched on a little in my highlight, but I've been pretty much mixed reality everything. I, I feel bad that I haven't even had time to test it for like work and productivity, except for like, hey, I don't have to take the headset off when I go to the bathroom. That's pretty cool. Uh, but that's been pretty much my my real world application of I, I'm pretty showing. sure that, that, that Meta is loving to segment things over there. <laughs> she, put, she put the video out. You put that video out. I saw Meta, it. Meta oh, just you're like looking up your account that yes, <laughs> this is the tracking data we need. <laughs> well, okay. And not to go on too long of a tangent about that part piece, but you don't even, because you have the hand tracking, like you don't even need your controllers. It still feels weirdly gross to be controlling the UI on the toilet with hand tracking because you feel like oh, I shouldn't be touching these things, but you're not actually touching them. So it's a weird mind trip. But anyway, besides that, you know, pause your game, go to the bathroom. Awesome. Don't have to take off the headset. Um, I, I have been trying a couple of VR titles, but I haven't been doing the like Quest 2 to Quest 3 quality comparison because um, I've just been in mixed reality so much. But even just putting on the headset for the first time, I did notice um, graphical clarity when it came to text. And that was really good because sometimes with the Quest 2, I kind of, it's not as bad uh, because it doesn't have you know, the sweet spot, so I don't have to fiddle with it as much. But with the Quest 3, I felt like it was even easier to just find a comfortable spot. And every time I put on the headset, it just stays there. The I liked the stra the default straps at first. Um, no. But then after a while, like after I started going through longer play sessions, which can only be for like two hours really for me, or just for the battery life because I don't battery. have a powered strap yet, um, it does start to kind of put pressure on the back of my head. Like I can, I can relieve pressure from the front by loosening the straps, but I still, it still kind of feels tight in the back, but it's, I would yeah. say still better than the quest two. So that's an improvement. Um, You're not but, the only yeah. one just to, just to talk to the audience's remarks on the last video that we did uh, the last podcast. Some people have come back and said like, Zim, I have no idea how you how you've spent 12 hours in this thing. Cause this thing is garbage. <laughs> right. So it is turning out to be, I think, from a, a broader community reaction, bit of 50-50. I'd say about half people who get the headset are like, this strap still is just not, this strap is not comfortable. I need to replace it immediately. And then there are some people who are still in my camp who are like, oh yeah, it's a comfortable head strap. And I'm still in that. It's one of, if I had a couple of different shoes, I've got my hiking boots, I've got my comfortable cozies, I've got home slippers or whatever. 
It's like the slippers at home one. It's super easy. It's compact. It's comfortable for a time, but I agree with you. A secondary head strap for long form comfort is, is, is better. So. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the, the, the quest two head strap for me. And that the quest two one would just slip oh. off of my head physically. I don't know what it was. Maybe my hair is too clean or it's too shiny, but it didn't feel sec- It never felt secure. At least yep. this one I know will stay on my head. So that's, you know, yay, good. <laughs> I've got Long, a longer hair and bald people had a lot of problems with the Quest 2 uh, Quest two strap for that reason. It would just come off. Yeah, yeah. And, it was yeah. scary. Um, but on the on the mixed reality side, like I've been trying everything. I, like I said, I tried Drop Dead, The Cabin, Home Invasion. Got it this time, which has been one of my favorites. But um, Aspire 2. That I'll admit that I haven't played their VR uh, version at all, but I've been trying their mixed reality missions, and that is a close runner-up for one of my other favorite experiences, oh. especially because uh, I have different rooms in the house that I've been utilizing, um, and that's another thing I really wish that you could save. I, I haven't figured out yet if you can save multiple space wall setups. It doesn't seem like it, so I just tried to map out as much as my house as I can in one giant room, and that kind of works, but... It's, it's got its limitations do there, you too. Have, yeah, do you have... I, I, I tried to do that as well, but I mm-hmm. had one big problem, was that the main menu was, like, upstairs. And I'm like, where the oh, feck well, is... Where's my menu, you know? And I, I only have a one-story house, so maybe so, that... Yeah, but know. multi-floor is a problem right now for me. It, it doesn't... It can do stairs, it can map stairs and stuff, but multi-story <laughs> doesn't really work. Uh, which is which is too bad, but that's cool. Mult- so when you do that multi-room setup, one of the things you need to try out, Adam, at some point is spatial ops. If you have the yeah. three, if you have two headsets now, like try with your husband, whatever. It's really worth doing. It's worth setting up, and it's not too complicated. But one the the main thing is if you're doing that because you have to turn the guardian off. Just a quick tip for people: if you want to do spatial ops, because some people have been actually emailing me about this, like how do I set it up? Looks so easy for you. Uh, you have to keep the same corner. Is that one you're turning your you're disabling your guardian, but the steps are turn your guardian on. You don't have to map your house or whatever, but set the floor height because if you take the default floor height, your floor height and the player you're playing against will be like different by a lot, by like a foot, maybe two feet, and then the characters will look all funky. So what you want to do is with the guardian on, set your floor height. Then what you both do on both of the headsets, you go set your origin, which is that two. You do basically two two dots on one wall, two dots on another wall. It gets your uh, corner of your room. And then you host the level, they join it, and you're good to go. And that's it. You only you only have the map on one of the two headsets. So it's kind of like a precursor to that point uh, cloud data that Jose was speaking about earlier that's being allowed mm-hmm. across titles um, before Meta enabled that. So I'm hoping they'll, they'll update their app, but that's one to really worth playing because playing um, basically laser tag through multiple rooms of your house is super fun. Just, oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, what like what I had to do for a couple of them because the the your space setup can actually be bigger than your guardian, which is unfortunate. So sometimes I'd have to pick a smaller room just so I could actually su- successfully trace around outside that room so that like it wouldn't put a key item that you have to push like outside of your guardian and then it just turns off when you leave it. So, so I also have, you know, developer mode and all that stuff on my headset, so I have turned off uh, the guardian a couple times for it because I'm like, what I can I can see through my headset. Like, why do I need the guardian in mixed reality if I can literally see my space? So I kind of wish that that uh, not necessarily went away, but could determine like, yeah, you can see pass through, so you don't need 
the guardian what because yeah otherwise because i have a really long living room and so it doesn't quite if i wanted to just do the living room the guardian stops short of what's considered yeah. the end so i have to make like a fake wall uh just where the guardian would end if I don't disable the guardian, uh, which is really weird point. and stupid and immersion so you, breaking. So it, so basically it automatically kind of detects the volume of your room, but then you block it off with the spatial data to stop it. And the guardian being limited as it was in quest two, I have to say it's, it's, it's one of the most big points of annoyance for me. Um, just in, in dealing with MR games because all the tessellation in the room setup and the object tagging. Yeah, that's all. That's all nice. It's really smooth. It's faster than it was before. Uh, but yeah, that guardian boundary, because sometimes it just decides the guardians oriented like di- diamond shape compared to your square room. And then you run into a funky boundary that just doesn't it's not doesn't make any yeah. sense to what you're trying to do. Like so for, for MR, I've that. always I've always been doing outside of my walls. But again, like if you have a longer room, it, it, it stops you mid room at some point. So usually I just turn off the the guardian. But I, I do on, on a final note for those on side quest doing mixed reality stuff or that have already had existing mixed reality experiences like Hauntify. Um, there's that dungeon one that I can't remember. That's really cool. Please utilize Meta's space thing yeah. now. You oh don't God. have to. I don't want to have to do all that stuff manually. It's terrible. I mean, it's not terrible, but there's such a better way of doing it now. So please update your apps because I really like them. And I, I just want to be able to look at things and have them mapped. I don't want to have to Did you go through the Hauntify setup? I couldn't. I, it was just too uh, much work. Yes, but I did it very half-assed. Like I didn't do it as yeah. like what I am supposed to for the best experience. I just wanted to, so I just made some really bad walls I and suppose I put the things around. But. We, we we do have to bow down a little bit to developers who implemented their own bloody system for this. Oh, for sure. Prior to Meta, right? Like so, Custom Home Mapper, probably the most dangerous app I've ever installed on my <laughs> headset, where you trace all your walls. You turn off the Guardian and then you hope to God it doesn't drift because as you walk it around, you get a wall in the face. I mean, they implemented systems that were really struggling to get it right. So I'm glad about that, but I'm with you. Like your your, your tolerance for going through manual setup now is like very, very short. Yeah. It's Even like if it's God, not on the right? Quest 3, like I know because the Quest 3 has it, you know, where you can just look at things and it maps yeah. it out just by looking at it. But even with the Quest 2, like, you know, t- a two line click like that would be easy instead of having to physically kind of walk over and like just drag this lo- these chunky boxes. Like there's there's easier ways of doing this now. I really want to play your game still, but I'm, I'm very lazy and very spoiled now that there's better ways of doing this and that I've, you know, that I've used them. So that's that's my request, my plea to uh Developers who might have those really cool, um, you know, mixed reality apps on side quests, please, please make them quest three or at least, uh, you know, use Meta's space setup Ooh. options that are probably available to you in the developer tools. Please, please. And, and <laughs> as as our um, index loving aficionado, got to ask, how does it compare to index? How does quest three compare to index for you? You know, I haven't tried it much for PC VR use. Like I've got virtual desktop on it and everything. And I just did a couple quick tests uh, for work stuff, but it's pretty dang good. Like I've, I've heard some issues people are having with Wi-Fi six. And again, I don't, I didn't get, yep. I wasn't in there long enough yet to determine if I had to change anything on my router, but quality wise, visual wise, I'm like, this is, this is pretty good. I mean, it's a lot smaller. It's less hefty. Again, once I get the better, the only thing killing it right now is the strap because the index is just so comfortable to me. But it's yep. it's dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's getting there. It just I, and the battery life. That's it. I need a 
I need a powered head strap so I can actually stay in there for a long time and it won't kill the back of my head. So we're, it's close. Just a heads up on the on the battery consumption. So even with the uh, the Bobo's new product, right, and the battery on the back, it delivers. I'll just show this on screen real quick. It delivers 2.6 amps of throughput uh, in terms of current. Probably heard that ding there. Um, mm-hmm. The Quest 3, I think, requires 3 amps. So even an external battery won't keep it alive, right? So it won't keep it alive. All Just it does is it. it kind of extends a parachute. So my suggestion would be if you do get one of those, they are still handy, still helps, but start off with the battery on it. Wait until it drains out or very low. Put it on the charger. Play down some more in the headset or have another battery ready to go and then whip it back on again. Do, so, But... Is there going to be something better in the future? Because that's kind of ridiculous, sh- you know? I like- think so. <laughs> but the thing is that the, the battery rating, right, was, again, 2.6 amps. I, I don't know if they knew the spec of the Quest 3 prior to it being made and getting going out there. This is a Quest 2 battery pack, right? So it was designed to keep Quest 2 stuff going. Um, this new headset, every single battery I've plugged into it that I have battery banks are not enough juice for it. You need to get like a mobile powerhouse bat. No, someone might have a great example or recommendation. Please chat. Let us know. Uh, some people were saying the battery head strap from Meta does keep it at the level. I don't know that it charges it, but I think it keeps it at the same level. That's what I've heard. And I've had a few times, and this is still hit and miss for me. I'm using the official link cable, playing with it cabled right from the middle of my play space. And at times it's kept it. And other times it just drains anyway. So it slows down the process. Um, so you do get more time in headset, but just be careful because if you're making big purchases now, they're going to splash like a hundred, two hundred dollars on. Just bear in mind, there are still evolutions to come. So yeah, I might wait a little yeah. later or a little while longer. We're, we're in the era of physics. Um, uh, that leads to my answer. Um, I, 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 I loved the, so, 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 Context, I, I don't own a Quest 3, but I do yeah. own a Quest 3. Uh, actually, for my employee, uh, so my technician, I didn't want to get a Quest Pro, so that actually saved me some uh, financial mobility by by having a, a device that can actually deliver on some of the things that the Quest Pro can uh, achieve when it comes to PCVR performance wirelessly. The, the panels are there. Um, I One of the, the, the major pain points for me uh when it comes looking at the quest 3 is exactly what you mentioned zim i didn't know i didn't even expect that was going to be i thought i was going to be the one with that nugget it's the power use um this goes back to to something i've been kind of like boasting oh the genie has been summoned I'm sorry, man. That's my doorbell. I don't know who has been like knocking on my door, so I apologize. We have a really weird doorbell. That's an awesome doorbell. That's like a holiday one. They got the wrong house. Mark, you got the wrong house. Oh my god. So twice now. Stop it. Um but to 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 what I was trying to get at is this is why companies like Apple are introducing split computing. This is something that uh a lot of people who understand how these devices are made have been kind of screaming about, we are now at, at, at the problem with battery use versus mobility. What's the point of having a built-in battery pack if your headset's going to last you about an hour, about an hour and a half, two hours at best? Um, and then two, the, how batteries operate, how they're, how they're charged and how they also 
drain. Um, you mentioned the, the Elite Strap. The Elite Strap is using the technology called uh, fast charging, which is usually used to charge a battery up to mm. feed the headset itself, meaning that it won't be able to do both at the same time because of a limitation of physics. Uh, this could have mm. easily been resolved by having a tiny little battery that can that can be inside just holding on, let's say operations, the panel use, and then opening up the opportunity for having a external battery or ah. a option like yeah. the, the Bobo M3, because now you're feeding the, the you're using your battery uh, efficiently. Yeah. It, it's just, it's a problem that it's going to be met with physics. Um, mm -hmm. That's, uh, it goes kind of also, if you're, if you're a nerd, it, it goes to why the CPU on the Quest 3 is called Orion, right? It, it, it's the, the one chip to rule them out because this is more than likely the last spatial computing chip that's going to be all running off one because physics are now into play that companies like Apple are going to be using external batteries and yeah. and so forth. Hopefully my camera and my microphone is working. It looks like it's yeah, we've, we've, we've got you anyway on audio, Jose, so that's good. Um, so I'll just, I just wanted to sprinkle in a couple of updates because the longer you spend with a product, I think things come out of the woodwork, right? So in terms of the in terms of the headset itself, as I said, the, the biggest thing for me is the fact that it's changed how I work, which I wasn't expecting at all. Um, that, that's probably the biggest part. I, I probably won't actually end up using uh, the Bobo strap, which a lot of people are going to want to kill me now in the comments, I realize, <laughs> because this thing is in short supply as we covered off a little bit earlier. I'm going to give this to my wife because she's a dev and when, you know, flipping up the, the front headset is really nice to have that open feel. That's true. The other cool thing that I think Jose would appreciate being a fan of the pro is that you can take the facial interface. And I'm sorry I didn't mock this up for you, but you can take the facial interface off of the Quest 3, hang it off the front of a Bobo M3 Pro and get the lenses like right in close, kind of like what people did with the index in the early days, they just crank it all the way in so your eyelashes were bending, but you were getting field of vision like, or field of view like nobody else. That's what this thing can do. And you get at least another 10 degrees of visible range, which is pretty impressive. I didn't think I'd have a headset in my possession that was that cool. So yeah, Bobo uh, M3 Pro is a really cool headset. The reason it's not for me is the net weight of it on my spinal column is just too much for me to take. Uh, and it's because I have a problem with my vertebrae in my neck that, it, that it's very sensitive to. It's not because I'm a meta sales guy, but I will probably use this uh, elite, this feckin' overpriced elite strap because two things, I like things that look vanilla and clean and simple. Uh, and, and point two is it's just light. It's just lightweight. The problem and how I'm gonna have to pay for it is it's going to fail on me. I can tell you right now, looking at the engineering of how it's, those screws are going to come out. I probably won't be able to repair it. I'll have to RMA it. It's going to be a pain in the butt. Three, four weeks spent with Meta, returning the head strap again. Um, <laughs> but for me, with a sensitive neck, that's my only path right now that makes sense. When other third-party straps come out and people throw things at me or whatever, I'll test those out, see if there's a good um, head, head strap for like 40 or 50 bucks. 70s crazy, in my opinion, for a piece of plastic with some screws in it and some springs. It's just too much money. 
Um, Come on, Kiwi, hurry up and get your stuff out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think Kiwi. I just barely got a Quest 3 maybe like last week or something I said. I'm like, how? You think they would have got, well, I guess probably Meta doesn't want them to, they want you to buy their products. They're expensive. Those uh, companies always have, they're, they're scrambling for, you know, 3D models of the headset so that they can get the connections with, uh, connections going. But so that's, that's Meta Quest 3. Um, panel is great. Some people have said, this is really surprising to me, but some people have said they got the headset and they can see screen door worse than on Quest 2, which I'm like, that just doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. My wife can see screen door in it, but it is better than the Quest 2 in her impression. She's got better eyes than I have, which is why I'm using her as a sounding board here. Um, but I thought I'd just mention it in case anyone's out there like, oh my God, Quest 3, uncomfortable strap, and I can see better, you know, more screen door than I could in Quest 2. I'm, I'm reverting, I'm going back. There are others out there like you, uh, but for oh. me, it's magic. It's it's such a th those lenses are I, ha I like playing Skyrim and stuff, and it is just oh my god, it's great. Um, you know what so though, I I, I didn't have more. screen door, but I did have something weird where it was oh my gosh, who keeps ringing my doorbell? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, hopefully it stops. Okay. <laughs> I would nope, love if your husband's like locked outside. He's like, let me in. <laughs> he knows to text me, but he's also working, so he wouldn't be here. But anyway. My Quest 3 issue that I had was I had placed my Quest down on a pillow with pass-through mode on for a little while while I was typing something on my laptop. And then once I picked it up, I had like the corner of uh, my pillow almost as an impression in... It's hard to Ooh. describe it. It almost looked like... It's not burning because there wasn't actually light going in there, but the impression was there. And so weird. wherever I would turn my head, it would have that weird shape. It's like it, it, it's mapped out something wrong and kept it into the, I don't know what you would even call it. And so it actually took a couple of restarts of the headset for it to finally go away. And I was starting to get concerned That's and wondering, bizarre. like, is this something that I'm going to have to like return, exchange the headset for? But I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. And I, I someone else on Reddit had the same issue. So I'm glad I wasn't alone. But um, yeah, thank goodness it went away because it was really weird and really annoying. annoying. I don't it's, know. Uh, it, it, I read some of those posts. Um, the headset is operating at a very, very hot temperature. Um, mixed reality is no joke. Um, that's that's something that a lot of people are talking about. The, the fixed <laughs> function hardware means nothing but a core being allocated on the CPU. That's a big, beefy that's, that's a that's a computer laptop CPU running on your face, um, and, and it, the, the 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 hotter one section of that chip gets, it's going to affect other functions. It could be, and it that on itself is going to probably affect connections uh, to the headset itself. The warping of the lenses that's actually the one that I noticed uh, on the Quest Pro. It's a yeah, tiny yeah. issue. I I don't I I'm, I'm terrified of it be happening on the on the Quest 3 that it has a little bit, you know, higher panels. So it, it's, we might see the, the Quest 3 be locked or, or rather clocked down, locked as, down as as we go through it. And funny enough, Apple got in trouble for this because this is exactly what they were doing. They were beefing up the CPU and the battery life was getting killed. So the, they were, the, for quality assurance, they were mm. making the battery slower and people were noticing it because their charges were, you know, lessening. Reducing. But, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be like, get ready for your Quest 3 next year uh, to slow down as a new headset comes out. And yes, engineers will be optimizing that at the same time as a rollout. That's that's business. <laughs> uh, I can so imagine. I can so imagine. Um, 
people just not <laughs> hearing this and being like, I don't want to hear more negative news oh, about dude, the headset I just splashed on. But I, I, I'm with you there. The problem is there's no escaping engineering debacles. Like you can push it one way, you can push it another way, but you're stuck with these physical constraints and um, and they'd have to balance that. Like when I saw that the default in the headset was 120 hertz, I was like, are you fucking mad? Yeah, it looks it looks great, but it kills the battery. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, so um, that's Quest 3. I, I, I want to move on to the next part, but um, anything else on Quest 3, guys? I know we're going to have to spend some more time with it and all that. And Rowdy, where where are you thinking about Quest 3? I'm, I'm curious at this point. At this point, not yet. Like, a, like I, I think, like, even though I like the device, I think. <laughs> no, it's, it's not like that. It's more like I want to see, like, because I still see it as a gaming device, yep. like, first up. It is. And I want to see those big titles coming first uh, before I decide to splash. Like on Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word, PowerPoint. Yes, those, those games I want on there. <laughs> but yeah, for, 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 for a gaming device, I, I do, I just want to see the library being beefed up a little bit. Not, not that there are not great games on there already. But I'm I'm kind of like holding out to see if the bigger developers also, you know, this year or the next year, stop making the you know the yeah. switch to releasing on that device specifically. Because otherwise, I might just hold off. Yeah, and you could, you could. Yeah, I, I think that's my 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 exactly my my stance is if you're if so if you own a I know some people did buy the Quest Pro and they feel burned by it. Oh yeah. I think that um should, the Quest Three the Quest Three is. 100% proving that there is a vertical that the Quest Pro hasn't touched yet that is going to be much higher. Um, it's going to reach uh, a use cases that the, the, the Quest 3 unfortunately won't be able to have, but it's going to be thanks to the Quest 3. So it's, it's such a weird thing where, yes, the Quest Pro still will be the better device long term, but it's only because of the Quest 3's existence, right? Where uh, one wow. of the things that come into mind is um, spatial computing, the, the ability to remote into your to your desktop. So that's called reprojection, that your computer is emulating your desktop so you can see it on the headset. That requires rendering. What's going to happen when you mix that with eye tracking? And now every screen that you're looking at specifically will be rendering at a higher refresh rate. So that's going to open up, you know, a hundred screens or way you know your your maybe the the desktop is doing 4k and then the headset's doing an additional 4k now you have an 8k resolution desktop and now you got the whole minority report and that's going to only be done with point. yeah eye tracking is yeah, going to be yeah. definitely required for that not for gaming um also um the the panels on the quest pro have the ability to dim at higher levels and lower levels than the quest 3 that's yeah, called yeah. hdr so high dynamic range plus these resolutions, you're going to have cloud-based rendering. Um, a good example of that is what Mark Zuckerberg used with Lex Freeman on their podcast, where they use right. uh, cloud rendering for virtual existence. You, that will not come to a Quest 3. Like, just letting you guys know right now, no matter what they tell you, the full-on accurate render, it's going to require your eyes. So, right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and uh, so that's one of the places where I've struggled because I'm using I'm actually using both devices almost equal hours now. Um, I'm I'm very much I am as I said I am working I have tried working with uh, Quest Pro. The number one thing with Quest Pro for me that's that holds me off using it is is comfort. 
uh, because of the overall weight being about 700 grams, it's quite a heavy headset, and that's why I got that top strap to just alleviate some of the pressure. And then the uh, the front the front head pad is that unbreathable format, and I always find that uncomfortable, so I'm getting a, a VR cover. So I'm like throwing things at it to try to make it better, and I know others have done that. Um, but what you're saying about the additional capabilities of the headset is interesting to me. I'm curious if we end up that going that route because if I, again, if I was purchasing a brand new device tomorrow, 10 out of 10 times I would pick up a Quest 3 over a Quest Pro, even though it doesn't have eye tracking, even though it won't be able to um, do the same tricks that PSVR 2 is doing today with dynamic foveated rendering because there's no eye tracking, right? So there's certain tricks that only a Quest Pro can do. And I think for double the value, they almost need a Quest Pro 2. That, 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 like that's They almost need to drop that next year because otherwise the pro users are kind of left behind. And I think there's there's absolutely no, <laughs> nothing other than burn cream is going to help people who early adopted and bought a $1,500 headset that just got kind of leapfrogged in some respects by a, a $500 headset. So a bit nutty. Okay, let's move on to uh, the next part. So Ray-Ban Wayfarers, and I'll keep this relatively succinct. Um, I don't need to go much into this. I'll show it just real quick. Uh, so these are the new AI-driven um, sunglasses from Meta that are smart glasses. Um, they work pretty well. The case and the unboxing experience was, was, was great. I'm just throwing them out of the case now. It's a smart little case, charges up. It's got about, I think it's 36 hours or 32 hours of charge time in the case, about two hours runtime on the actual um, sunglasses themselves, them on your head, look and feel just like kind of standard Ray-Bans. They really don't look out of place, which is something I really like about them. Um, but one of the things that I like about them probably more than anything else is they, they connect, sync up, and are ready to go very fast out of the case, just like if you had ear pods or whatever. And then the ability to, for example, to just quickly take a video, right, of my podcast friends here, um, and all of you, it's really quick, really fluid, super easy, uh, dumps it to your phone automatically. Once you pop it back in the case, if you apply that setting and you can say something like, Hey Meta, take a photo and it'll listen and shoot and all that kind of stuff. Now I've probably, because I kept talking, it probably stopped it, but it did. It was, it was, it makes like a, a dog ears going up sound. It's like, boom, boom. it's like, I, I'm listening and you don't have to enter. You have to, you have to say the command and then your statement, you can just say it right through. Hmm. How quickly it's talking to me. It's talking to me saying something. <laughs> I think I've not got Bluetooth on my headset. Um, so I just wanted to answer some questions, but I'll answer just a couple of quick things. Uh, obvious things. Weight of it just feels like a pair of sunglasses. Form factor, totally fine. I went for the large pair. I feel like they fit fine on my face. They're just slightly, they're like 10% too big, I think, for my face. Um, the one thing I really didn't like coming out of the factory is the form plastic for a device this this expensive this should not happen uh there is a sharp bit here and so it actually sliced the top of my ear when i pulled them off my um, head no. um and so i really didn't like that the sound side is the part this is the, the the part that would keep you using them they are they are so nice to a take phone calls on because you've got nothing in your ears and everything sounds natural it's that head transform thing they sound super nice to take headphones. Like, this would definitely be my choice. And then to listen to music, as I said, you get about two hours listening. And because they're not Polaroid filters, which was a big downer for me, the fact that they weren't Polaroid, 
Um, it does mean that you can use them productively. You can, they're not strong enough that you can't use them with a computer screen or a phone or whatever, um, which is nice because I was using them just working throughout the day. I had these in, I had the Pro on. It was crazy. I was doing this like multi-layer tech thing and it was comfortable and I was totally fine with it. It's still 400, like for me, it's 400 Canadian dollars, 420 Canadian dollars for uh, a pair of sunglasses that have these advanced features. Uh, asking him the weather, the, the time of day, all these like simple little things that you'd have to like look at something for. It's just really convenient. Is it worth the money to, to kind of have staying power in this household? At the moment, no. Uh, these are going back, right? I, I really am impressed with them. I'm going to return them today uh, in part because of the comfort factor. Because of the ear slicer, that I just don't like That's that. Bad, bad. Yeah, that actually, that uh, honestly, I, I I was of the camp that I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't know that. Maybe I could take it back and return it, but right now I'm just uh, like, am I going to use these enough? Especially given the fact that I already have a recording solution to do first person in my house. Uh, even with my laptop, I can connect my hat cam and do hat cam walkabout. You know, first person perspective recordings. And for me, it's enough quality. Uh, the quality of the video and the captures are both, uh, I'd say, borderline between good and great. They're really good. You can zoom in. They still look good. Um, and that's true for the video and the audio. If they could stream to Twitch and YouTube, I might change my mind, right? Streaming to Instagram and Facebook, like, fuck off. I don't uh, care about those platforms. So you can and only I can stream probably, to those two? Like, doesn't, yeah, uh, I could probably engineer a way to do it. I, I, I bet you now I could probably find a way to do it through like a restream thing. So you'd basically stream to Facebook and then have uh, it pick up the capture. And so tinkerers out there, give it a shot. Um, I think it's totally worth for those in, you know, North America. Um, Best Buys are great how are for- they, How are they as sunglasses? Like just good. like you know, they're yeah, really good. Purpose. They're good sunglasses. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would rate them. I would say they look good. Mm -hmm. They feel good. There, there are two different styles: the Wayfarers and the Headliners, which have a slightly rounder pair. If you check a check out um, MK3 HD's latest video on these, he uses the more roundy ones, and they look really good on his face. They're less kind of jetting out. Um, and I'm more of a an, like a uh, what's the what's the company called? The ones who have the really face hugging form factor um not ray-ban and uh, if you buy it you can apparently listen to your favorite podcast you can listen to your favorite <laughs> podcast the spatial sound that comes through the, the headband is super surprising they've got up up and down firing speakers on each arm so there's this tiny little what looks like a, a fraction of a speaker uh that's about an maybe an inch long less than an inch maybe centimeter and a half and it, it's shooting audio up and down, but because there's literally nothing on your head and you're just wearing them, I'm just gonna put them on again. Again, don't slide them off like this. If you're like me, you'll cut your ears um, if you have the same problem I do. But for for head for headsets, like, like they, look, they look decent, they look pretty good. I would say when you're out and about capturing, nobody gives an F, like no one would see it. I think it's a bit weird if people do know you're capturing to be like, it's the Google Glass effect of like, this is icky. I don't really like you. Can, are you recording me right now? Like, you know, so aside from that, the audio and just being able to take phone calls. Sorry, I didn't have my headphones on. Um, but the audio taking phone calls is really great. The the My quality is better than Quest 3. It's it's a really nice experience. But I would almost I was really on the edge of like, do I keep these just for music listening? Because it separates the instruments and they're they're really good for that. So but if you're willing to, you know, uh, at $309 for the reference pair in US, 
Um, if you're willing to pay that for a, a decent pair of sunglasses with the cool recording uh, features, it's it's like that Halloween walkthrough that I did, uh, guys, and we showed off a little bit earlier. It's great for capturing moments. And those moments are limited to one minute. And I suppose that's a good thing for people who want to make YouTube shorts because you're pushing content that... And the recording of other people in your environment is also great. I can pick up my wife, my daughters, my dogs, and it doesn't pick it up overblown or someone's voice louder than the other. It, it sounds good, spatial, natural, um, which I was really impressed with because these things are feckin' slim. They're slim, Jim. And the case is, the case is freaking cool. I, I really like it. I wish I could afford to hang on to them, um, but I won't. You know, I, you, I chose, I chose, I, chose well, I do have one question, um, because that was the original, the original pair. And I noticed this one's, I, I can already tell, but have you had a conversation face to face with somebody? Cause that was one of the major issues that I had with the original yeah, yeah. ones is that the lenses themselves, they, they, I don't know if it's like a human cognitive thing yeah, yeah. where if you see two dots in a face, you're almost going to look at them and lock eyes. Take with a them. Look. They're there. Uh, let me hang on. I'll, I'll bring the camera in. And what we're doing for those audio listeners is I'm trying to show Jose, they're, they're quite a black around the ridges. They're not silver, which means it's it's kind of hard to see them. Like in normal light, you don't really focus on those. They fix that in this pair anyway. Yeah, because so, the, the weird silver rings around them, is, it's so weird because you end up yeah, looking, you, you end up looking at it like a frog eyes. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> and, and also when it, it's just, it's distracting. If somebody hits record, you can see like the shutter because it's, once again, it's the silver ring that, almost like locks your eyes in. So I noticed with that. But yeah, they're, they're a sexy gadget. If you're into gadgets, if you're a tech person, if you've got a parent, for example, who's really into tech gear, perfect Christmas present. Bit of pricey, but um, yeah, if you want to make someone I'm go, I'm bummed that the features are not all there. That's 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 the only argument that I would not have yet, to... Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's really the, the AI feature themselves that I really care about. I love the idea of being able to, have, to say, hey, I'm in a foreign country, any audio that is in English, please translate it in real time, right? So those features yeah. are the ones that I'm really and curious about. And so they're, they're coming next year. That could get delayed. We know meta, right? Sometimes that's delayed. I think that'll be really handy, even from the things I've used it for. It's been helpful. But if, I've And I've also tried them offline. So I've taken them offline purposefully to see what it's like. And the headset will still respond to you. So you'll ask it a question. It's like, I can't do that right now. Connect back to the internet. And so it does a good a good way of like helping and like guide you how to use them. Um, I probably have more tests I could run, but as I said, I, I, I'm scared of just, <laughs> I don't know, liking them too much and kind of hanging on to them, but they are, <laughs> they, they are worth it. I actually bought them with the intention to keep them. The intention was I would share them with my wife, but the problem is, and Meta, listen up. This is a problem you need to solve for couples who are willing to take on your headset or, or you're these smart glasses, let us pair them to two different phones if you can. Like have multiple profiles or whatever. Just find a way. Because right now they allow you to pair two glasses to one phone. And we really want the opposite. We want to be able to share the device like you would a family recording camera. Share the device, but dump to two different phones. So like when phone B is in, in, in the area, dump photos or whatever. So... <laughs> I just. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know what? I, it's gonna get somebody in trouble. But. Yeah, I just imagine somebody getting a picture. Like, oh, oh, is that where you're at? Oh, <laughs> no, that's up. Oh, exactly. Boy. 
Definitely coming. But hey, if you enable it, it's like it's like Google tracking, right? You're like, oh yeah, honey, you can track me on on Google Maps or whatever. <laughs> Walk Sorry, down I'm the wrong street. And you're just gonna, you get like a cloud drop, and they're on like a yacht or something <laughs> like that. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. Any any other questions about the uh, glasses? Otherwise, we can move on to our final little bit there. Uh, I had a quick question. It's probably mostly related to connection, but the app itself that you're, yep. it, when you're taking a photo and video, it gets transferred to the app, right? Not directly. It's saved on the head, like it's, it's saved on the glasses first. Saved okay. on the glasses first. Uh, and then when you put it in the case, it will automatically push to, trying to find the fact oh. thing on my device now, that it, it basically drops it. It waits until it's idle to drop it to the device. Uh, this says import starting soon. Let me see if I can get the, what do I have here? So that's, this is just one from earlier. I mean, just to give you an idea of, of the kind of quality of the thing, but um, it's, 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 it's decent. It's a, uh, it's a decent, a decent app. I think it works well. I don't know if that, there you go. It's automatically importing. It's a separate app. It's called MetaView. Oh, okay. And I, I believe it's the same from the first pair of glasses, which I didn't have. I didn't own. Um, I found it to be quick. It downloads stuff in about 30 to 45 seconds, no matter how much I've had. Um, and so that's imported the video that I took earlier with you guys and it's just running it back there. So you can kind of get an idea of what it is, but it's, as I said, it's really good for capturing moments. It's great for capturing voices. Um, I think it would be fantastic. I, I, I can't wait to see what this produces like roadside arguments or <laughs> someone who didn't tip the waiter enough, you know, just like that little moment is going to get captured. Someone said to me, they said, I wish it would do like you do with like a like a Twitch stream capture where it's capturing all the time like CCTV and then you say capture the last 30 seconds. And so you've had the thing happen. And as you're walking away from the fight or whatever, you say, you know, record that, like capture that. And it, it just puts it in the tank. That would be cool. I don't know if they'd be allowed to do it because of privacy <laughs> reasons. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, one thing that I that I that I really love because I've been watching your 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 videos, uh, uh, Zim, uh, and, and the content which has been awesome. The the one thing that I that personally for me that I loved is it, it was specifically the Quest Three. You did you use a Quest Three, but it, it I, I feel like the Ray Bans is going to dominate that sector. Is my it made me think of my dad. Like one of the, the one of the things that my dad loved the most is especially a dad that loved technology. Yeah. Is I I re, I was uh, I remember when VHS personal camcorders came really into the mix, <laughs> yeah. and my dad was one hundred percent a camera guy. He was he had a VHS camera like in an airplane. He didn't care where <laughs> we were. Oh yeah, he was that shit. guy with a giant. He thought he worked for like CNN or something. But um, it it, it really made me think. And, and watching like Amazing. you ex ex experience it with your family, I was like, oh man. Like I generally, this is a, a tinfoil conspiracy. I think that's the reason why uh, the people that were trying to frown upon using these Quest headsets publicly didn't use your video because your video was too wholesome. And they instead <laughs> went with the Silicon Valley bros because that's easier to hate, right? But it, it's it's really cool how you, you actually introduced a use case that it's very hard to go against. It's the, yo, yeah. some people really want to share that memory of, of their family or, or publicly yeah. and... The other thing is, and this is something that I, I had when I started streaming is like, I really, really have a strong desire to share with people who can't be in the same shoes, who, who can't live that moment, who can't be in. And that's what I always liked about travel vloggers who get to go off and live a magical life and show you what it was like to be in a canoe in Thailand or something. Um, 
But this is really for that. It's for transporting somebody into the shoes of somebody else. I just wish a few things. I, I wish we could record for longer, you know. And so I'm I'm more into the next device down the road. But am I bought in? I, I'm bought in. I'm bought in. This is a this is a really cool gadget, and I can't wait to see what comes off of it from others um, who pick it up. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. So there Thanks. you go. All right. Now to the painful part: the pig slaying. We tried it together and had some stumbling success. Adam's tilting her head like she doesn't know what's going down. Uh, we went to Horizon Worlds together. As if she doesn't know. As if she doesn't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was a me reference. I don't know. I would get confused now with all of your introductions slash, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You did a great compilation that one time, by the way. I was like, wow, I've, I've, I've been hard on her. So I will have to zip it up at some point. But it's fine. It was entertaining. Nice. It is at least entertaining. Um, but man, so we tried a couple of things. So we tried to hop into Horizon Worlds together, which for people who are not in like a select like seven or eight countries, you can't, <laughs> which sucks because... I, I used to dump quite a bit on Horizon Worlds. I thought it was like a lame thing. Um, it's actually getting pretty decent, and I'm surprised that I'm saying that. Um, I went and I played, what is it, Super Rumble, which is like an Unreal Tournament-style game. Went in, cleaned up a bunch of like 16 and 20-year-olds, <laughs> top of the leaderboard straight off the bat, and uh, it, it was live-streamed, so, I, you know, my mouth yeah. is where I say it. But like... I was like, feck, my, it brought my Quake Man back out. And I'm like, I want to go slay some feckin' noobs, man. Um, so there's that. Then there was um, Citadel, which was kind of like a Windlands-esque exploring game where you're going through caves and finding crystals and a little bit of almost like a room escape thing in there too. But you're doing it with a team of people. So there's experiences now that they've clearly put a lot of time and R&D into that feel good, that, that are really easy um, to play with others. Big butt, but uh, when we tried to get together, it took us an hour to get the feckin' audio working um, properly for us. Jose couldn't get in for whatever reason. You were just blocked by, I, I, don't, I don't know, know. Tech, I, tech stack? Well, to, to, to be fair, I did log in the first time without any issue with Adam. Uh, they, it, right, like, right. So I log in, we get on a call. I, I'm in my virtual world. I, I, I think we added Rowdy and we're waiting for Zim and then that's, Zim broke it all. That's what I, I, I don't know what what the video is still on private Zim. If you want to maybe unlock that for me, then uh, then I can show oh, some of yes. the content. Oh, well. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So let me um, one second. Let's it's also I should, like I do it for me, it was frustrating. I mean, I it worked for me flawlessly, but when it came to your microphone issues, that also brought up the point that there's three different places you could potentially Wait. be muted in. The, you know, in the headset. And so it's oh. really hard to tell someone who maybe is even new to VR, like, oh, try going here in this app. No, okay, try going here in the call. No, okay, try going here in the settings. And try it's like three different places. Why are there so many places you can be muted? So which, frustrating. Which, which also, which caught me, They I checked them, but then they reset when I rebooted the headset to try. Uh -huh. So I was like... Sure, yeah, of course, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> All right, so... Back to the story. We tried three things. We each got to pick a world. Uh, setting us off first, I picked the Titanic. You can go and sink with the Titanic if that's if that tickles your fancy, or if years ago you got jealous because Nathy put put a video up with the Titanic on it. Adam decided she wanted to repeatedly off herself <laughs> by jumping off the balcony like that guy who you saw falling, falling, and ding off of a propeller. Um, Just easier so, that way. Yeah, yeah. I. It was fun watching it from the boat. Um, Rowdy and I were like, you know, there with our binoculars, just watching Adam fall, fall, fall into the water. Um, 
And then we went into a horror one, which I think was Adam's choice, which is, I forget the name of it, but it's like, Scarecrow there's a big name. Or something? Studio. Is, a, is it the, the, may have been the Universal Studios one it that was, was Scarecrow the theme. Universal Studios one, which had Scarecrow theme and skeletons with corn and all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff going. And Rowdy, don't worry about staying on top. I'm just kind of flipping through through points here. Um, okay. But just show them, show them what, we've, what we've got in there. You're fine. <laughs> and then the third thing, I think Rowdy took us to like a pirate island where there was treasure yeah. and booty and all this, oh my. And even weapons. Lots of booty. Man, it was so fun. Adam got to see me kill a kid. It was great. I loved it. Um, <laughs> poor Vicker. <laughs> He's like, hi, I'm new to this. And I'm like, no. He's like, why'd you shoot me? You had to shoot him like three, four times to get him done, you know? But anyway, got that done. <laughs> Did the dirty deed. And then we, we went off with some treasure and we brought it back to the main island. But they're like, there's cannonball cannons. You can jump in and fly from island to island. There was a kraken of some... I didn't have the tentacles that I'm sure you wanted, Adam, but there was a kraken, right? So Yes, was it was all right. all right. Could have been better, but... Yeah, it, it's gotten better, but I would still say... Maybe I like the interactivity of Rec Room a little better and then the Agreed. visuals of VR chat. So it's it, it's better than it was. But if like if you haven't tried any of the other VR social games out there, then it would be pretty good. But if you're, you know, you've dabbled around in the other ones, it's like it's kind of sort of combining Rowdy. them watered down a little. <laughs> Roddy's now showing when he pushed me off the pirate ship repeatedly and. <laughs> Becker. Um, so we had some fun, but I agree with Adam. I think. For me, it shows that Horizon Worlds like has a future, which I really, really didn't think it had. Um, the other so who's <laughs> purposely torturing me here again. Um, but there's some fun stuff in there. There's there's some fun stuff in there. I'm glad the plat the platform level there's a there's a kind of a social app that people can do stuff in. And the thing is, they're actually investing in it, which is I think they need to. But I I actually thought it was going to be boardroom meeting and they were going to dump Horizon Worlds and that was it. So now it just sucks for people who can't access it at all and can't have this experience, you know, any way, shape or form. So that's I don't know. Um, So Jose's ready to go now. Uh, My mic issues are fixed. Um, Adam's been perfect the whole time because don't jinx it. Yeah, I was going to say that's not. I, I just wish that they gave, and that's and maybe that's a problem with companies like Meta that are so into the trying to make everything that's a tech demo feel like magic, and that can hurt the experience. Like, I wish, and this is this applies only to me and, and probably a few others that have connection issues. I wish that the, the the progress bar when you log in could have easily said, "Hey, your login failed X issue da da da." But instead, when you log in, you just get this little cutesy quip lines, like one-liners. It's like buffering the like da, 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 da Yeah, like polishing the gears of your virtual existence. And it's like, say hello. It's like, they're cute, but it's like, yo, like this is too insulting. new of a platform. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I, I, insulting is a very good way to describe it. Um, and, and sorry, I was giggling there because I, I, I don't know if it was Adam or who ran across this magic shovel that was like spinning oh, yeah. like it a was... rotor blade. I don't know. There's some it real funny sick. fuck ups at the moment happening in there. And I, I personally love indie stuff that breaks in games and you know, it, after a patch, it'll be gone. That magic will be lost. So I would recommend if you have access to it, just, just try a couple of things, go in for a giggle. Um, there are, there are some fun things in horizon worlds. And I am, I promise you, I know this whole episode sounds like meta shilling, uh, but I promise you, this is my honest opinion of Horizon Worlds at the minute. It, the VR HUD still sucks. 
Um, some of the games are, are, are fun to do. It's kind of neat seeing people in their avatars, like seeing Adam in that like leather skirt thing was was kind of neat because it's like, oh, yeah, this is her in her kind of chosen clothing. <laughs> the best, the and then there's Rowdy with when... his, his dress that he chose. <laughs> that was <laughs> for a little while. The best part was when like this like gremlin like took like Adam and like lifts her above. Like she's like, I'm wearing a skirt. <laughs> you never showed me what the perspective looked like. I wanted to see. Could you see anything? Does no, no, no. It's a meta avatar. No, I, like, I totally what do you looked, see? Like a sim? It was just black. It was, it was dark. You couldn't see anything. But yeah, this, so for the, the Halloween, for the Halloween add-on to the Titanic experience, they added a flying hobgoblin that would pick you up and steal you and fly you away to give you an aerial view of the, the Titanic, but it would bring you back and drop you off in a prison cell, like a cage. And so as Adam was being flown back, yeah, Rowdy and I were like slack jawed looking up, but yeah, no, that's, thankfully doesn't uh, show I, your bits. I found my dress as well. You found your dress as well? Good. Show it, show, show the audience there around. Well, so, Rowdy yeah, we, had a dress and boobs for a little bit in the beginning of our adventures yeah. there. It was very confused. <laughs> Just very, very gender neutral. Well, the one thing that I can say that they that they achieved, that which is probably the most important thing with any virtual world, is that I, I had FOMO. Like hearing you guys yeah. have fun and, and me just looking at the loading oh, screen, like gearing so up the gears. It, 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 honestly, I, I I shed a little a little tear. I was like, yo, I want so I want in on this. So uh, it, I it, want it, to see Adam drawing on the Titanic. Exactly. As well. Like I wanted to see <laughs> Rowdy's boobs. Like it, 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 it bumped me out. So we're gonna try don't it worry, again. I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, don't worry about I, it. I wanted to 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 add one tiny thing that that because I wanted to to kind of be able to talk about this with you guys yeah. is that yesterday I really wanted to like be able to have an opinion on it. So I tried a few things. The, the PC VR version, the, the Quest PC version. Oh, oh. Um, there's a few yeah. things that I don't, I didn't see on the Quest 3 or the Quest 2 version of Horizons. Um, hopefully my audio is still working. Yeah, you're good, mm -hmm. you're good. Okay, perfect. Um, so it, it, they're, they're the, the virtual home portals actually are much larger. So it, it's, I, I don't know how lo much larger it is compared to the, to the hub that you access on the Quest. So that's probably gonna be cool to show, maybe we can try that, that maybe you guys visiting my Oculus Home versus you guys, but I think oh, that there God. is a there is some PC VR enhancements that I don't think a lot of people are talking about that I'm very curious to to explore more. So are you talking about? And this is a thing I, I do have in the links, Rowdy, but actually I didn't um, write any bit about it. But Adam, you were really keen on us kind of getting flown into your home area. This is kind of like home sharing. So if we remember back to Oculus Home and where you could bring people over and show them off your crib. Uh, with all your stuff in it and stuff. It's kind of like a new resurgence of that. I'm really glad it's coming. Um, but Adam, have you had a chance to test with other, I know we didn't test it, but did you try that with anybody else or do you know yes. the limitations of it? I, I forced it upon my husband. I'm like, you need, I need to get footage of this. So you're going to have to use my quest two and I'm going to use a quest three. Um, it's so basically you get, it's, it's so confusing to get it working for someone who isn't really familiar with the Quest UI. So first I had to try attempt to get him on a call and we were having some connection issues, which was annoying. But then once you're in your the call menu, there's an option to join the host's home, like their hub. Right. Um, and then once they join, they're gonna just see the default, like whatever they have as the Oculus background, um, what you call it, their, their surroundings. But if you do like, you know, the double tap to enable mixed reality, 
it gets rid of your virtual environment so you can actually see them as their avatar in your room. Obviously, they can't see your room. They're just going to keep seeing the virtual environment, but it was pretty cool. I, my husband also had boobs with his default avatar for some reason. He was a dude with boobs. Nice. I don't know what it is with Meta and and uh, their default avatars. I think they, but... I think they randomize it because <laughs> I think I, I was like that when I first rejoined uh, on a Quest 3. <laughs> just accept it. <laughs> just accept it, man. I, it's, hey, man, it was randomized. Sure, Got to go with what you, you're born <laughs> with, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. When but it was it, cool. But it. It's, it was like only neat for, you know, maybe a, a Twitter post, but it's not actually functional because you can't be like, yeah. oh, yeah, look yeah. at my PSVR 2 over there. Or because he was originally just standing in a table. So I almost had to direct him like, hey, can you walk? Do you have first the physical space to be able to walk a little to the left? OK, now and a little I, bit forward. I get the <laughs> privacy thing and I get the prevention of, you know, developers peering through your cameras and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But inevitably, just like with the meta Wayfarer Ray-Ban frames, it's going to normalize and they're going to open the gates and people are going to see and, you know, it's going to be something that you can share your real existence augmented. Like you said, once you've, um, uh, but jazzled is not the right word. Once you've decorated your home environment, you'll be able to show it off adorned with the virtual items to a friend who's not there with you physically. And that's just got to happen because that's an expectation that, you know, you have that others have, like we want to show off our space there's also the privacy concern. So how the two end up working out in that fist fight, I don't know. Um, but the, what I've seen from humans before is that we tend to just like, we're like, just give it to me and I'll deal with the consequences later. That's, that's I think, what happens. There's the, companies uh, that want this. Tech. There's companies that actually want this and are asking Meta for it right, right now. Oh, sure, um, sure. Yeah. Um, I actually was talking to, to, to Jay Don, Jeremy, uh, who actually attended the Connect events and he actually... You know, we, we, we nerd out quite a bit, and he actually was at the Niantic um, developers uh, uh, keynote oh, conversations right, that right, we're right, doing. Right. And they actually, they, they were talking about how Niantic was asking Meta for the ability to see what the headset is seeing. And yeah, they of were, course. They, were, they, they actually were the, probably one of the, first, the few companies that actually were not afraid of saying, hey, we want to see your room because... This is what it's going to enable. Well, yeah, you can have Pikachu sitting on your bloody couch that then gets eaten by a zombie. Beck, I want to see Pikachu's head just get torn clean off. Like, sorry. And you said I, I have issues. <laughs> I was one of those guys back when Pokemon was a big deal. Like when gifts were just starting coming out. I was the guy who downloaded all the Pokemon like horror gifts where they're, you know, you take a BFG and you blow apart Pikachu. I love that stuff. So what? sorry, but yes, it was amazing. <laughs> Wonderful times. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Happy tree friends. I got to say no more. So uh, with Full that, truth. we're going to draw a line under Horizon Worlds. Look out for this space. Next up, we've got releases uh, by Jose, our specialty curator. Uh, without any more long pauses, let's pull back the curtain and get our releases segment done. So I'm going to name, because I, I we did mention Breachers and, and these games, so I'm going to just... Oh, I stole it. I'm sorry. You did, you did. <laughs> I, I like how you, I, you said it so casually, too. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to cut the cunt, but... I'm just going to just, like, strap you with the knife. <laughs> just get the knife yeah, in there. As you were saying, I just cut and slashed and deleted my, my e-ink panels here. Um, so... <laughs> sorry, Jose. No, it's absolutely fine. All right, so up first, we have Dungeon Full Dive DFD. Um... Ooh. The, in, cool. the, it, yeah, it's it's absolutely cool. So it's Dungeons and Dragons 
in sandbox form virtually. So it's a VR mouse, a keyboard and PC VR game. It is a dungeon master, also role-playing toolbox. It, is, it has its own, it's pretty much what if they allowed you to have your own, create your own content or your own story on Demio, mm. but also gave you the ability to play it in first person, but also gave you the ability to create import custom assets. Yeah. So they they pretty much build <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons uh, in a virtual space. So I'm very excited to to uh, experience uh, a little bit of this. Uh, there's a few videos on it. They they actually go quite a bit in length of how it works. But I actually gave you guys the the polished video that releases on October 23. Um, no That's price cool. yet, uh, but it is uh, it's an early access game. So hopefully, it is early access prices. Um, but yeah, that's uh, October 23, DFD or Dungeon Full Dive. Um, so hopefully I've, we get a lot of videos for that. I've always been the I've always been the like sad nerd who like I I want to try some D and D stuff. Like I did it once in university with a guy who was like way too anal about everything, and I it, like kind of ruined the experience for me. So I'm like, being able to do that virtually would be nice because I've not had an opportunity to do that myself. So. And it teaches you the skills. They actually, that, that's what that stood out to me. Like, I was like, oh, wait, this is not a developer that, like, this is somebody who actually plays D&D because they actually mentioned the ability to create uh, scripted characters so you can interact with them and pretty much allows you to, to the human to be the variable that breaks everything, which is what D&D is all about, Ooh. which broke the stigma of the, you know, the, the, the anal, you know, dungeon master that's a jerk. <laughs> Which, <laughs> unfortunately, I dealt with those two because I'm very imaginative and I'm yeah, breaking. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you're, you're dead. Give me your character yeah. sheet. Like, you're, but you're, dude, you're but I can I can come back to life. My magical hair, man. It's like no, Jose, you're dead. That's it. But I get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's October 23. <laughs> DFD. Magical <laughs> hair. I like that. I'm like, gonna keep hey, that in mind for, hey, for the next one. You know. Um, up next, this one is uh, a game I'm very interested about. Uh, it's kind of hypocritical of me because I'm uh, I'm scared of being spooked. And also one that I didn't want to add to the list because there's also some contention about this release, which is Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. Oh, yep. Uh, standard uh, edition released October 26. Trailer looks phenomenal. Yep. Um, there's no gameplay videos of it. Not a lot. There's, <laughs> I believe content creators don't really know what the game's gonna look like. Um, it's a big IP. I'm gonna preface this. I no one of the LBE companies that first got the Ghostbusters IP. Yep, 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 um, yep. That game sucked. Um, I'm sorry, they're <laughs> partners of mine. They're probably going to send me an angry email about it, but it's the truth. So I don't know if it's the same game. Um, if it is, it's, you know, let's wait for videos. But releases on October 26th. Um, Built from scratch, if I'm not mistaken. So this is End Dreams, uh, if I'm, yeah, and... Um, yeah. So what was the last title where, um, and I don't want to make a big splash about this because I, it annoys the feck out of me as a streamer who usually waits until day one, right? I don't generally have to worry about uh, cooking a video up two weeks in advance or whatever, right? And all the content creators and, and YouTube video creators do. So, you know, pardon me for a moment here, but like, it gets really whiny where people are like, oh, I can't get a key and, you know, I can't show this off. And I get it. It's your your revenue line. And you're like, you know, this is a big title. It's a big IP. Um, I think it's totally fine for a game to release and only give people access the day it's out. I think that's it's yeah, a fair playing field. 
it allows people to say, okay, on that day, if you want to do release day content, then Fat can either stream it or get your video done and edit it and out, you know, same day. And I know it puts pressure on you. I get that. But for a developer, it, it, it levels the playing field. And it means that Bob, who just buys the game, takes the day off work, plays it, posts a review, can get as much traction as anyone else. And I think that's fair. And I always said to myself, like, if I'm going to put a game out, I'm going to do it that way. So I know a lot of people look at it and they go, oh, they're, they're clearly holding back. Firewall did that, for example. They're like, we're not giving keys out because it'll ruin the sales or whatever. If that's happening here, maybe, but I like to give devs the benefit of the I mean, doubt. It's, it's a strategy, right? Like it depends on what strategy you're following. Yeah. And if you feel like, you know, the, the entire YouTube influencer route is maybe not for you, then I mean, it's still up to the developer to decide that. Yeah. Is it good? I mean, again, I think it depends on the game. Like, uh, you know, you probably, I mean, I noticed there's, there's currently like, there's so many VR YouTubers out there that are producing content. So many. Like, like I, I don't know if it's really required at this point to really like, you know, push, you know, a big IP out there because unless it's like, you know, again, if it's like catered to like, you know, a few influencers and you want to have, you know, total control over what they play, what they show. So it's kind of more like a trailer of gameplay, kind of right. what, what Meta is doing with Asgard's Rat 2, you know, yeah. that they have like, a, they bring someone to the offers, office and, you know, they let them play. They have like a high production setup. Sometimes those kind of things for those big IPs are just more interesting, you know, to, to, to show gameplay content in that way, rather than having a full review, you know, on release dates. Since yeah, sometimes it's just not interesting, I guess. And it can, it can spoil it as well. I mean, it's hard for yeah. us as gamers not to click the article, not to look at the video, right? Not to kind of enjoy it. I like when the box doesn't get opened until Christmas Day, right? So... I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I, I know that the, if you want the best sales on the first day, this is my understanding of the game life cycle. You need to shoot your biggest cannon shot, right? And so hype needs to be built. Socials need to be brimming. And then whatever sales you get that day, it then tapers off over time. And generally, unless you've got some crazy awesome patch, like No Man's Sky's done a few times over, you don't get huge sales later on in life. And that's your general kind of gameplay curve, as I understand it. So... Uh, I get why people do that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I would I'm really like more... it if, if this succeeds for them. I would I, I would really like it if it succeeds. I, I fully succeeds. agree with that. I, I think for oh. me, I, I think what, what made me personally draw that 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 emotional line, it's the IP yeah. itself, right? Asgard's rap, all these games require um impact flash, right? So a lot of content people figuring out. Ghostbusters is a well-known IP. It, it's uh it's something that can guarantee move headsets. It's something that should have been shown at connects at events that for this game and dreams is a trusted studio exactly. so that's that's exactly the reason like you, you it's there's certain things that just certain companies can get allowed with and certain ips that you can get allowed with ghostbusters that big of an ip franchise is not it and, and that's exactly it. a lot of people are going to be looking at this for the ghostbusters experience and they're not going to get it and that's it's so still cool. like to be honest like it like even though the trailers look good, like since there's no gameplay really in the trailers, I'm a little bit Concerning. like more on the fence of this game than anything else. Like uh, I'm gonna wait for release date, uh, yeah. not because they they not giving keys to to you know stream it beforehand, whatever. Like all of that stuff, I don't I don't really care about. But like it's like we've seen it time and time again with oh, yeah. just game releases in general not just limited to VR but like it looks great in a trailer but 
if it then actually comes out, you see the gameplay, you go a little bit, uh, is that it? You know, and yeah. VR is even more prone to that just because of, you know, often the limitations in, you know, development or in, you know, game strategies or something like that, that you have, you know, the gameplay is often a little bit more, you know, dumped down to contain it's also it a, a multiplayer game rowdy right so i mean yeah. like the you have to you're not just convincing one person to pick it up you got to convince multiple and so yeah. you look at the ip and the price and all that but what jose was saying is and dreams for me as a trusted studio since the assembly way back when um i've i've enjoyed i think every single one of their titles everything you know fruity shooty they had a weird zombie one that was kind of a weird sidestep it was like a 2d slash i actually enjoyed that game it was kind of cool it was kind of cool that's the reason why i i'm so i i usually don't get that kind of paranoid and skeptical about game releases but i think that the final and i think that let me i guess ended with the release date and the price sure. Yeah, it's sure. a 54.99 uh, pound sorry that's uh, 45 pounds 54 55 bucks USD. This is a 50, heavy. which Jesus. taxes and everything. This is a near $60 game. This is a game that they're looking to recoup as much from the IP that requires a savvy information. I, I don't think it's fair for you to ask near $60 no. without showing anything. I think it's unfair. It doesn't matter no. if it's a great game. That doesn't trend for me as a, as a buyer of software. Usually a, a hype price no show even even if it was so it's 55 dollars even if it was 35 dollars if they took 20 it's still a pricey vr game it's still a game that you have to think because if it's multiplayer you're like i need to convince a mate to to get into this at minimum so that's well, again, i mean I, I think that depends on like you know but again like i have no idea really of how this game is going to the look quality like. the content but how it's gonna play a, yeah yeah, if this is really like a unique new VR experience, unlike something that we've seen before, <laughs> then, you know, then fair game to them. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're putting that price tag on, you're competing with other games, you know, that came out. For example, when Half-Life Alex came out, you sure. know, it had a similar kind of price tag. Yeah, so it was heavy. You're competing with that. That's what you're, that, that's the kind of quality that I'm expecting. Then. <laughs> that's what you're, exactly, that's what you're saying out the gates. Yeah, and you're IPs, like yeah, IPs just don't make. I, I, I don't know. I, I that, that, that's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, the oh VR Academy, by the way, is the game I was talking about, which is a similar tech demo. Uh, Hollowgate published it for arcades and free roam, and it kind of based on the trailer, uh, it looks quite similar. So, I don't know if End, End Dreams came and said, Hey, can we take this tech demo and take it to the next level? Um, I believe Stride, Strider or Striker, which was the, the free roam Striker. one. Striker started in a similar faction and they strike strike yeah. yeah that started a similar fashion and, and it's it's i don't know it, it gets me very skeptical but hey if you got 60 dollars lying around it's uh you do get 10 additional playable avatars slimmer hunt feature so it, it's it's a pretty feature-packed game so i don't want to uh dismiss too much so that releases on i believe hopefully i'm still can be heard yep, yep. Mm -hmm. okay perfect so Yep, so it's going to be... Um, I, I lost the date here. It's okay. That's soon. soon. <laughs> yeah, it's coming, out, it's coming out this week for, for Near 60. And then the last one I have is Foglands, which is oh, a yeah. roguelike adventure game. We, we spoke about it last podcast. Um, it's finally out. That's $34.99 US, about 28 pounds. It's also going to be on PlayStation Plus uh, at a discount. I believe it's $30 uh, US and about 25 
pounds um and that's releasing on the sorry you guys something about skype is crashing for me but that's october 31st and that's all three games i have for you guys for foglands nice. okay. i saw a correction there in in chat come on so it looked like you were on a premium edition uh standard edition of the game will be available for purchase on october 26th for 35 dollars uh for ah. so it's that's funny pricey. that I said 35 because I uh, that's really where I thought it should be priced. Um, that's that's hilarious. Uh, thank you, MindJive in chat for helping us out with that. Always good to catch us when we're in releases. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah that makes uh, more uh, most definitely. And, and that's also a problem too. Like have a drop website with all their <laughs> differences. Foglands uh, looks intriguing to me. So the price I just mentioned was obviously for Ghostbusters. Uh, Foglands looks cool. I don't know. I like their look and their title and the name. Reminds me, the style reminds me of Dishonored. Yes. It, I, I just, I don't know what that universe is like yet, but I, I kind of know that I want to be in it and just experience that. It, am I right that Foglands has both VR and flat modes? I believe it does. I read that on Reddit today. Uh, we don't have Jose, so. Interesting. Yeah. So, um... It'd be interesting if it is both, yeah, because Rowdy's like, I can see your alert flag immediately going off of like if they've de yeah. if they've developed the game for. It says like on the both. on the trailer, like it says PlayStation VR two. Yeah, it's definitely it launching on PSVR two. Um, I know, but I mean, it doesn't say like you know that it's also for PlayStation. Just flat. flat. Yeah, yeah. Flat PlayStation. The chat seems to think it. Uh, the other thing I would just say there is Rowdy, you um, have totally ruined my mind now because. Although we were getting kind of a cartoony version of Ghostbusters, thinking about how uh, gritty Half-Life Alex felt, combining that with, again, what my my brain is coming up with for a Half-Life Alex mod that would be a Ghostbusters game, that's it's just like that combination mm. seems so great. Uh, now, like with Gunman Contractors to one side feeding my Hitman vibe, you've now said. Okay, there needs to be a really gritty Ghostbusters game at some point <laughs> in VR. Why? So, what, so. what is with all this horror propaganda? Like, we should we should make VR happy and full of like bright colors. Oh, shut up, Jose! <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna torture him in Horizon tomorrow. Watch him scream. Come on out to the stream yeah. tomorrow. Oh, so well, excited. there's so many Halloween this, stuff we have to explore still with Jose with us this time. Also, for, for, for the audio listeners, I must say there's three of us, the, the gentlemen of the podcast, who totally failed on uh, festivities this time around. We didn't even <laughs> think about it, I think. Adam came decked fully in Halloween gear. So uh, hat off to Adam for the witch attire. It definitely bring in the holiday spirit here and a happy Halloween for everybody coming up. Uh, that was a fun one. I do still feel like a meta spokesperson, so I really look forward to getting back to PSVR 2 in November. Um, F Reality Podcast runs fortnightly every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. This cast goes live 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. in the yuck, the yuck, the UK. Um, uh, on the audio spectrum, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify get a special slice of lime for your audio life. Uh, with a cocktail mix from Dear Rowdy. And if you had fun, thank you in advance for the likes and forcing your cousin to watch it with you. Um, with that, <laughs> with that <laughs> chat, we're going to get ourselves out of here. That's us today. As I said, we're going to be playing perhaps some Horizon tomorrow, finally getting these four <laughs> metamates <laughs> together. Ah, yuck. Uh, and, and, and actually actually play for you guys live. So if so, catch on stream tomorrow, potentially, and we'll Wait. see you 
on the next F Reality Podcast. Switch back because of DLC. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.